No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. We've got so much to get through tonight, ladies and gentlemen, and so little time. More so than usual, tonight is wall-to-wall outrage. You're going to fucking love it, what I've got to show you tonight. We are all in. We have outrage cycle after outrage cycle after outrage cycle to cover tonight, and it's glorious and wonderful, and we're going to mine all that is to be mined. We're going to be methodical. We're going to take our time with it. Because you've got to appreciate the outrage cycles once they come along. Now, if you're here and you've been here for a while, then I imagine you're, you've probably got a, you know, a similar perspective in that maybe you're not easily offended by stuff. And you notice that other people, when they do get easily offended by things, you just can't help but, you know, antagonise... <laughs> Poke the stick a little bit just to see. Poke the stick of the dead body laying in the creek and just see if it twitches. Twitch a little bit of life out of those outrage cycles. So we've got a few tonight. The first one is a little bit of a local story, but trust me, you'll like it. You will appreciate it. Because there are some little nuggets of gold here. Is this? Hang on a, hang on a minute. Turkey shoes. Give me one. Look, this is a professional operation. Okay. Oh, thank God. The issue is, if you have, like, I've got I've got a mixer, I've got a couple of compressors, right? There's fucking cables going everywhere. Because I can have, like, three mics in here. So, and it's set up, not for three, it's set up just for one. But all of the auxiliary cables and stuff are ready to go. Like, it's all set up, so all I have to do is plug a mic in and then bang, turn the channel on. So it's just a fucking labyrinth of, it's a labyrinth of black snakes just crawling underneath like they're all kind of kept in the general vicinities of things but then when you switch cables out you know you might have to replace a four foot cable and all you've got is a 12 foot cable <laughs> and you're like oh i'll go to the store at some point and get us a, a shorter more appropriate cable but of course you never ever do do you no it's like well it's working for now it's good enough <laughs> so i've got one cable somewhere that's just at different times, intermittently muting out the right-hand um, headphone, which is very fucking annoying because you don't know when it's coming. It's not like a constant. If it was constantly off, that would be almost better. But it just kind of every now and then, I lose one can. And there's a cable somewhere in here. It's, it's working fine now, but it just kind of blips up for a few seconds. So there you go. That's called opening the kimono here on the Daily Boogie program. Outrage. Outrage, we've got plenty of it. Let me bring you all the way down here to little old Australia and introduce you to, uh, I think it's fair to say, like the biggest radio show in Sydney, at least. KB with the diamond. Thank you very much, KB. Very generous of you. 
definitely definitely the biggest radio show in Sydney, right? I think like the biggest breakfast show in the country. Which is, or something, which is no mean feat because in Sydney it's very competitive and you have to you have to um, beat like the Fox News version of Radio 2GB in order to, you know, be number one in Sydney, which is all nigh on impossible, right? Because they own like 25% of the share. So these two are actually bigger than the other station, bigger than the talk radio station. <laughs> Foggy Jackie's getting girthy. Well, she is, yeah. They've been around a long time, so they've been like, I don't know, 20-something years. I don't mind him. Kyle Sandilands is one of these characters who people either love them or hate them, right? I guess he's a little bit of like our kind of Howard Stern kind of uh, figure. But I'm like, I'm not a huge fan or anything, but I do think he's funny when I listen to it. My wife's more of the fan. She listens to him every day. And I listen every now and then, you know, if we're together and she throws it on the radio. I'm like, oh, okay, we'll listen. It's good. And, you know, it's pretty funny. Uh, but it's a weird one. I think the reason he's so popular is even though every now and then they kind of dabble in political topics or have, you know, that they'll have the prime minister on their show, for example. It's, it's, it's quite apolitical. And he, every now and then... You know, he was a Trump supporter. When they would read something in the news about Trump being a Russian plant or what have you, he would he would stop the newsroom and say, "Where did you get that from?" And they're like, "Oh, you know, we got it off Reuters." And he's like, "Well, what? Why? Why is that the case? Where do they know that fucking information from? Where are you getting this stuff? They're just making it up, right?" <laughs> so he's been known to do that from time to time. But I think the great underlying success, much like in a you know a Joe Rogan kind of way, is. Um, they're not, you know, they're not fucking digging trenches, right? They're not, they're not marking borders on the fucking radio landscape and saying, all right, you're either on this side with me or fuck you and you're over there. They don't do that. So I think for that reason, there's like a big kind of cross section of people's, you know, ideologies and they might be socially conservative or a bit more kind of out there. They have a, a nice kind of general mix of audience all through the different age groups. So a lot of people really dislike this guy. <laughs> the people with the more kind of social justice mindset, because he's he tells a lot of fucking filthy jokes and stuff. He says sexist things, which are fucking funny, <laughs> you know, and they really get upset. But he's one of those ones where, like, they've tried so many times to get rid of him and he just keeps powering through and getting bigger and bigger so now they don't even really try to go after him anymore it's just like he just says whatever he wants he does whatever he wants you know half the time he doesn't even go into the station he just smokes a bag and then does the show from his house and he, he's got a home in LA you know flies in between here and LA so he's living the fucking life right now on Monday, just gone, there was a little bit of an outrage, ladies and gentlemen, and you know how we feel about outrages here on this program. So I thought, as soon as I heard this, I thought, I have to bring it to you because you'll appreciate it. Furious Kyle storms out after on-air fight with Jackie O, having a bit of a hissy fit over there. Now, I don't care who's right, who's wrong, okay? <laughs> I'm not taking a side. I'm not digging a trench. But... If there is like kind of backbiting and name calling 
and insults and the, yeah, fuck you, fuck you. If that's going to be happening, then of course I'm going to have a little look. Just going to have a little look around, <laughs> see what's going on here. So, Kyle Sandlands labelled his longtime co-host an idiot and abandoned the show in an extraordinary rant minutes into today's episode. So fresh out of the gate, they're often firing. I thought this was fucking amazing. I would never normally kind of light light up a tweet, but this is perfect. And this is exactly this is exactly the kind of uh, salt that Kyle Sanderlands mines, right? Have a listen to this. The tweet is from Sky News Australia. Shock jock Kyle Sanderlands has furiously walked out on his co-host and top-rating radio show after an explicit rant over the alleged text messages sent between Gladys Berejiklian, who is the former Premier of my state, New South Wales, and a Liberal Cabinet Minister about Scott Morrison. So we'll get to what the story is. It's not that important. The story itself is not the, the issue. That's just a vehicle, okay? So have a look at this reply from this... Um, you know, this this poor individual, I'm going to say, who's very, I guess, upset. Let's let's not make fun of them or anything. Um, this person replies on Twitter, listen to this. Abusive behaviour towards his co-workers should not be tolerated by the show's producers. <laughs> it's an FM radio show. So, so this, pers- this person is very upset about an FM radio show on air spat between two people, right? Abusive behaviour towards his co-workers should not be tolerated by the show's producers. That aggressive abuse on air could have also triggered abuse survivors. There needs to be higher standards at KISS FM. That is a hell of a bow to uh, yank on there, is it not? (laughs) Let's ban kind of cheesy FM radio fights on air because someone in the audience may be... I mean... We're, we're walking in dangerous territory here, ladies and gentlemen. Very dangerous territory. Now, this is fantastic. So, one day, this is the story here. Okay. Furious Kyle storms out. Now, the follow-up story is interesting. The first story, Furious Kyle storms out, is in the entertainment section of this news website. Okay. This is the entertainment part. The follow-up is in the finance section. Hmm? Why would it be in the finance section? That doesn't make much sense. Kyle Sanderlands' staggering net worth and pay packet despite 12-minute long meltdown on live radio. Oh, they really don't like this guy, do they? (laughs) Hey? So, you, you can see in these situations when something like this happens, you can tell straight away who's been lining you up in their sights the longest because that's when they kind of step out of the shadows and do stuff like this. (laughs) Look, it's not fair. He walked out. He was abusive to his co-worker that shouldn't be tolerated and this is how much he's worth despite... Exactly, despite doing that. (laughs) Hartler in the chat. Hartler. Exactly. (laughs) That they really, really don't like this guy. Kyle made headlines this week for storming out of the KISS FM studio and leaving Jackie O to host the show alone, but it was business as usual the next day, so they went back to work. So let's have a little bit of a listen to this. Now, the story here is, um, it's it's typical kind of clickbaity news gossip, which we're all too familiar with, all of us, right? Um, some kind of, you know, gossipy news piece came out 
and said that apparently the former premier of my state, Gladys Berejiklian, had, I think they texted somebody and said, Scott Morrison is a horrible person or something, but that's, that's the story. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't fucking care if it's true or not. I really don't. So what? You know what? If I was a politician, I would probably think all of my colleagues are also horrible people. <laughs> that makes perfect sense to me. So whatever. Politicians are shaking you, you know, you're shaking your hand with one hand and then stabbing you in the back with the other. And they do it to everyone all the time. They would they would throw their longest fucking serving uh, co-workers directly under the bus if it meant, you know, achieving their fucking ambition. You know, if it meant reaching their goal, whatever that is. And we know this to be true. So, like I said, a gossipy news story. Now, they had Gladys Berejiklian on the show a few times and Kyle's kind of chummy with her, right? So... You'll, you'll be asking yourself, is this about like kind of jumping in for his friend? Because he's been known to do that in the past where he'll just, <laughs> he just starts attacking everyone if he feels like one of his friends is getting picked on or something. You know what I mean? Which, you know, which is an admirable quality, I, you know, I guess, in some ways. So let's have a little listen to this and see what you think. Now, it is FM radio, mind you. So you know what, Hello. You know what you're dealing with, okay? Very morning. Hey, how you going? All right, everyone, start the day. Uh, all the news this morning, and it's like you're on it. Two uh, GBs on it. Two GBs on Morrison it. Thing? It's such, it. Like, I knew you'd be on his side. The front page of the Sydney Morning Herald. Talk now. See the other voice you can hear. Uh, that's a guy named. I think his name's Brooklyn. Like I said, I'm not a huge fan of the show. I, I like it when it's on, but I don't actively seek it out. Right? One of those ones. He's like the newsreader guy, but is it like, uh, what's the name of the chick from Houndstern? Is it Robin? A bit like her, he kind of, you know, he mics in from time to time and they ask him things and he gets involved in the in the chatter and the banter. Right. I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty familiar model for radio breakfast show, isn't it? Like, I think they're all like that, basically, are they not? So... He's the he's the news guy who obviously reads out the headlines. And uh, I'll let you kind of that's that's all you need to know in that respect because it doesn't really make any difference. And um, I think he's probably like he kind of revealed himself a little bit there when he's like, "I knew you'd be on his side," and he will be saying about the prime minister. I think I knew you'd be on his side. <laughs> Which I just, I kind of, like, that was a little flare going up <laughs> in the in the jungle. They're having, there's murmuring conversations happening somewhere in the Forbidden Forest and the newsreader guy just shot a little flare up and it's like, I'm kind of in this ballpark over here. This is what my opinion generally might be. So take note of that, all right? See, front page of the Daily Telegraph. And you know what? No one's even seen this text. Someone thinks they remembered seeing it. And then I ask everyone now, it's all over. This is the biggest news in Australia, and it's all over nothing. And then you know what? So what if uh, the the ex-premier called the Prime Minister a horrible, horrible person? I've called everyone here an F and C <laughs> in text messages. <laughs> I've just, you, you've been thrown in there. What? At, the, what? at some stage. I've called you all fucking cunts in text messages. <laughs> I, I, it's At this point, it's like, mm, okay. So clearly, like, self, like, who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? 
I, and I generally agree with that. I really don't think politicians' private lives... I'm someone who thinks politicians' private lives are none of my business, generally. Genuinely. I don't care who the politicians are fucking. I don't care who they're texting. I'm not interested in that. They can do whatever they want. It's the shit they do when they're wearing their suit at the Capitol that's the problem. That's the problem area. Who they're sticking their dick into makes no difference to me whatsoever. But that fucking... That bill you voted on last year, what the fuck were you thinking, (laughs) right? Well, I kind of approach it. So, yes, on that particular morning, all of the news, like... ABC, all of the newspapers, all of the radio stations were all talking about this quote-unquote alleged text message that Gladys may have sent about the Prime Minister. And I think it was like years ago as well. And it was just gossipy, gossipy, gossipy. So I, I agree with him in that respect. Let's carry on. That It doesn't end there, though. I would have it said, unravels quickly. Her. She's mental. She's deranged. I would have. About everyone here. I hope not recently. <laughs> not recently, but I'm just saying, it gets said. And I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. Gladys was just pacifying whatever loser minister she was talking to. <laughs> this is not real news. If this is the news, just say, on, go on the TV tonight, go on the radio today and say, you know what, guys, no news. No news is good news. Don't make up fictitious bullshit drama. So, again, he's saying this directly after the guy has finished reading the news report at, like, you know, at the hour. Might have been 6 a.m. or something, start of the show, 6 a.m., all right, let's go. Five-minute news read, and then we're into it. This is directly out of the news read. So he's basically, like, basically saying to the newsreader, the journalist guy, who's worked with him for years in this Robin kind of capacity, you know, don't fucking say that shit. Don't sit there and make shit up. Just shut up. <laughs> but it goes from implying to directly very, very quickly, which I think you'll appreciate. Over no, this, no one's even seen this message. It's bullshit, the whole thing. Well, I mean, Gladys has obviously come out. She hasn't denied it, but she, she hasn't she, also... Hang on, hang on, hang on. This is the, wait, you're wait. doing it. You're not you're letting doing, me finish. You're doing it. You're, you're <laughs> not letting me finish. I said off. she hasn't denied it. <laughs> yeah, but she can't remember. She said she can't remember, correct. But you, you, this is what people do. They add the, she hasn't denied it. Well, all the will... said was, I don't remember. That's all that's really said. If and someone the news, said, hang on. Did he just say all the all the bitch said was I don't remember? So he's referring to the the former premier. All the bitch said was I don't remember. <laughs> he's he's getting fucking pissed. He's very pissy this morning. Frozen Asian in the chat. Thank you for joining us, Frozo. Host of the Sunday night shit show and a Canadian truck driver, Frozen Asian. Known for going over the border, bringing back uh, frozen shrimps, uh, kettles, and boxing gloves. Jack of all trades and a finger in many, many pies. Frozen Asian Sunday night shit show, ladies and gentlemen. Let's carry on. Like this abusive behavior, so inappropriate. Hang on, don't keep talking. Ooh, so I haven't said angry. one no, thing. Get good. <laughs> This pisses me off. The news people all go, how can we make this something? You all gather around yep. in your bloody newsroom, He's smoking right. ice or whatever it is you do. And then you go, He's saying to say <laughs> He just said to the newsreader. Let's say she didn't deny it. Oh, that's He just said to the newsreader, so he's to his face. He's like, 
you, you get there in your in your little newsrooms and smoke ice and whatever it is you do, like crystal meth. Ice is crystal meth. <laughs> you get it in there and you're smoking your meth and you're coming up with this shit. <laughs> That sounds way worse. I think it's not just saying she didn't know. It's just like waiting for her response, which you are. And Who, then who's waiting for whose response? All day, like you're thinking, well, what's Gladys actually going to say to this? Is she going to? Den- He's right. This is this is how you manufacture a story. And you know, they're experts at doing this to people. The you know media kind of journo types. You know, communications degree havers in these positions, they're very good at just creating these false little, um, you know, double negative false options. Like, it doesn't matter what you do, it'll be the wrong thing, right? Like, if you're spending to, if the government announces they're spending more money, you write an article saying that they don't give a fuck about the budget. If the government announces that they're spending less money because of the budget, you'll write an article saying that uh, they don't give a fuck about homeless people, right? It's just, it's the game. It's just the way it is. It it always has been and they always, it always will be. There is no right answer. If, if the person writing the article does not like you, they just create a world where you're always the bad guy, okay? Man, exactly, Jenny B in the chat. Manufactured drama. So he's 100%, he's, he's on the money. But they don't like hearing it. <laughs> Deny it. Is she going to, you know, because you're didn't right. She not remember because it's years ago and she doesn't care. I mean, I mean, manufactured drama like, for example, the Joe Rogan. Uh, I, I, who was, what's the name of the first country music singer? The one that Leonard Skinner didn't like? I forget his name. That's how important he is. Don't even remember his fucking name. Neil Young. Was it Neil Young? Yeah, Neil Young. Uh, there's, there's manufactured drama for you. I wouldn't be surprised if Neil Young couldn't give one single... F- I wouldn't be surprised if Neil Young doesn't even know who Joe Rogan fucking is, okay? I wouldn't be surprised if Neil Young, you know, someone just made the decision, we've got to start... We need to start a movement. We need to start a campaign. And they were like, who have we got? Who have we got in the stable? Who can we roll out to start to kick this thing off, right? Oh, we got Neil Young and Joni Mitchell. All right, that'll do. That'll be enough to get some fucking boomers to follow suit and start cancelling Spotify. And then someone else, all we'll need, they'll be thinking, all we need is one kind of B-plus grade actor to get involved and cancel it. And then we'll be then we'll be up and running. Then it'll become a hashtag. Then they'll be talking about it at the virtual awards shows, right? It's all we got to do. So I wouldn't be surprised if Neil Young is just... I wouldn't be surprised if he's sitting at home somewhere or in a home somewhere, kind of drooling on himself, right? Not knowing if he's here, there, or up his own arsehole or where he is. This might just be all being done on his behalf to manufacture the drama, to manufacture the false option. Where each road leads to doom, there is no right answer. Well, it was around the bushfires. Yeah, so... and I mean, you you can get your phone. You want it to be true. These days, you can get your phone. You can search your messages. Search the word horrible. She doesn't give a shit what everyone thinks. It's warming up. It's heating up. 
if O'Reilly You Don't Say is in the chat on YouTube, O'Reilly You Don't Say uh, has said to me, I think like a week ago, we need a good rant. You did come to me, Ben, did you not? <laughs> and say, you want a rant, you've been hanging out for a rant, it's been a while since we've covered a rant. Well, this is... The rant of the week. The Daily Boogie fucking rant of the week. And it goes to Kyle Sanderlands. And now you can just see the wheels are just leaving the ground, aren't they? We're just getting fucking warmed up here now. She doesn't give a shit about it. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Hello. Hello. I think we're on the verge of a rant here, ladies and gentlemen. Now, as you know, standard Daily Boogie uh, rant of the week rules do apply. So... We don't really care about the topic of the rant itself. Like, this isn't about liking Kyle Sanderlands or disliking him. It's not about agreeing with him or disagreeing with him, even though we have been kind of commentating on that up until this point. It's not really about that. This is about the rant itself, the art of the rant. The fluidity, like the ups and downs, the changes in tempo, in rhythm, right? Is he like a bullet point ranter or is he one that like lets the rant breathe, you know? I think because it's an FM radio show, breakfast show, it's going to be difficult to let this rant breathe. It's not going to be like an Alex Jones, right? Because Alex has all the time he needs. He can take five second pauses in between his... He can do that. But you can't do that on a breakfast FM radio show because you're getting interrupted every single time you talk. Every time. (laughs) And that's just the way it is, because everyone on radio wants to be talking at once. <laughs> that's why they have so many sound drops. It's the only way you can get everyone to shut the fuck up for a couple of minutes. Yeah, in the morning. It's where everyone gets a breather and they get right back into it again. Obviously, now we've discovered because they're all smoking meth in there. <laughs> so thank you for that, Kyle. All in there in your newsroom, smoking meth. <laughs> and we don't have to run around every time some cocksucker from the ABC asks a question. <laughs> and I guess where this is different from a Howard Stern, right? He's, you can tell he's got a bit of that Howard Sterniness, but what makes this different is he's on a mainstream FM radio station. Howard Stern is not. He's on Sirius XF, uh, Sirius FM, whatever the fuck it is, right? So he's on that little prescription service. He's like a little paywall guy, but this guy is on commercial FM radio. So they have, you know, sponsors who spend millions of dollars on them because they're so popular. He's a fucking multi, 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 multi millionaire. Who once, who uh, as a teenager was living on the fucking street, believe it or not. One of those stories. So it's hard to dislike him, you know, for those kinds of things. Um, <laughs> it's really whirring up now. Fucking, because what was it? Some cocksucker at the ABC. The ABC yeah, being. You the want it to be true. Australian taxpayer funded media operation known as the ABC. We're really warming up now. These I'm days you can get your phone. You can search your messages, search the word horrible. She and doesn't come up. give a shit what everyone thinks. <laughs> and we don't have to run around every time some cocksucker from the ABC asks a question. Now, the guy in the newsroom is also a gay man. 
the guy, he's kind of sort of... He's not... He's not directing it at the news guy. He's directing it at news people in general. But it just so happens that, you know, someone representing news people in general is, just happens to be there. <laughs> so now he's talking about cocksuckers at the ABC. <laughs> about the journalists who take meth in the newsroom. <laughs> he's got his, like, gay journalist he's talking to. <laughs> oh, no. So it, it really... He winds up quickly, you know what I mean? Problematic. <laughs> He's a ranter who gets right into it. And I, I, like I said, I think that's more of your FM style presentation. It has to be that way. You've got to be quick. You've got to hit the ground running when you do a rant on FM radio. Not like Alex where you can take your time and let it breathe and drag it out. No, no, you've got to get through it because we're doing a traffic report in eight minutes from now. I'm down. No. I'm angry. This is the way the world is being ruined by dickheads on the news, dickheads on the talkback station, turning these things into rubbish bullshit moments. <laughs> uh, your terms are acceptable, I guess. I don't seem to have a problem with that. Can you see a problem with that? Press one in the chat if you have a problem with that. <laughs> Sounds pretty on the money to me. And then it tricks us into going, oh, what's going Nothing went on. And even if it did, who gives a shit? Can I tell you why we <laughs> care? Yeah, because the press release came out and you're all fucking lazy loser journalists and you all just type the same shit. <laughs> Again, he's not wrong. That's what they do. That's what modern journalism, quote-unquote, is now. It's rewriting press releases. The more talented graduates from the communications degrees and the PR courses go into work for the, the politicians and the private companies, right, in PR, and the more average students in those courses end up being the ones who work at the news websites and stuff, who rewrite the press releases of their former classmates who work for the government. That's that's the ecosystem of this, right? And that's pretty much what happens because the more gifted students are crafting their press releases in such a way where the, the lesser gifted students kind of don't know what to do with it. They've just got to go, oh, okay, well, we'll shorten it up a bit and stick it out the way it is. <laughs> it's good, better than I could do, you know? So they just rewrite press releases, pretty much. There's no more investigation. There's no more investigative journalism or anything like that. And it's bullshit. Ouch. Okay. No one no one goes out and really looks. Everyone just goes, oh, some clown from the ABC said this. Let's cut and paste it. That's journalism <laughs> in the current year. You're a nice guy. Oh, Don't now that, that is a key moment. Did you hear? Press one in the chat if you heard that very, very, very slight shit poster reference there. It was quick. You had to be quick to hear it. But when I heard that, my ears pricked up like they were elvish ears from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and a little bit of fairy dust came off them as they grew on the side of my head. I heard a little reference there, a little term, and I was like, hang on a minute. That's a very specific term that only... Yes, yes, Master Carve in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. 100 internets to you. Current year. I did you you fucking heard it, didn't you? 
And <laughs> when you heard it, didn't did not your ears also prick when you heard it, <laughs> as mine did, my good sir? Play it again. I'll play it again. Now, if you're not, some some people may not be familiar with current year because it is a very specific shit poster reference. You have to, you have to have been at some point engaging in a particular subculture online to understand and use that reference in context, right? It's a very kind of niche, niche one in global terms. But it comes from, you know, four or five years ago, you would hear silly arguments like Europe needs to accept 10 million migrants because once upon a time we thought the, the world was flat, but now we know better, you know, <laughs> right? That, that was the kind of thing. So, you know, back in 1960s, back in the 1950s, there was inequality. But uh, in 2022, in, 20, in 2016, we can do better than that. We used to think the earth was flat, but now it's 2016. That was the kind of stupid argument, which then became, which morphed into current year, right? So you would say, oh, look, we need to accept 10 million migrants into Europe because it's current year. Okay. It's a very and that was a meme. And then I'm listening to this and I hear this little reference pop up and wouldn't you fucking know it, someone is a shit poster. You're not in, you're not, it's not your responsibility. But you got to admit, journalism now is cut and paste. Not check, not clarify, not double check. Just, just get this shit out for clicks. Quickly, how many people are looking at our website? Oh, I think facts all you don't can... matter. Mm. I think all you don't can... matter. I, I think they do matter. Oh, they, they should matter. But I, t- I want to tell you... Hang on, not I think we didn't go back far enough. A... This is the way the world... Search your messages. Right. Search the word horrible. She and doesn't come up. give a shit <laughs> what everyone thinks. And we don't have to run around every time some cocksucker from the ABC asks a question. Settle down. No. (laughs) Jackie, settle down. (laughs) I missed that the first time around. Settle down. Sounded like she was getting tied up and thrown in the trunk of a car. (laughs) All right. Daddy got angry at the dinner table again, didn't he? Made everyone uncomfortable. (laughs) I'm angry. This is the way the world is being ruined by dickheads on the news, dickheads on the talkback station, turning these things into rubbish bullshit moments. And then it tricks us into going, oh, what's going? Nothing went on. And even if it did, who gives a shit? Can I tell you why we care? Yeah, because the press release came out and you're all fucking lazy loser journalists and you all just type the same shit. And it's bullshit. Ouch. No No one goes out and really looks. Everyone just goes, oh, some clown from the ABC said this. Let's cut and paste it. That's journalism in the current year. In the current year. (laughs) (laughs) Journalism in current year, ladies and gentlemen. And it's an oldie but a goodie, but someone just... It wasn't a reveal. I wouldn't call it a reveal. I would say somebody hinted a power level there. Somebody hinted at their power level. Fucking journalism in current year. That took me. That took me right back to 2016, in like a time tunnel situation. I started wandering around and seeing people waving fucking American flags and shit. What? <laughs> With Kekistani flags were flashing up. I was hallucinating them in my kitchen. Current year. He opened the wormhole. Fucking brilliant. And like I said, 
a little bit of a hint. Now we know why. Now we know where it's coming from. You're a nice guy, Brooke, and don't get me wrong. You're not even your responsibility. Get your cheese, man. You've got Thank to you for admit, the subs. Journalism now is cut and paste. Not check, not clarify, not double check. Just, just get this shit out for clicks. Quickly, how many people are looking at our website? Oh, I think facts all you don't can... matter. Mm. I think facts all you don't can... matter. I, I think they do matter. Oh, they, they should matter. But I, t- I want to tell you why <sighs> the rest of... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he will... Nicky Fruitless in the chat, the Minister of Communications. He will not divide us. <laughs> I just love that. I love I love real reactions like that. You can't fake those kinds of reactions, right? That's an that's a you know, that's a twitch fucking muscle, where the newsreader guy is like, "Look, I want to explain why I think this is important," and his reaction is, "Ah, oh. <laughs> oh, do we have to?" <laughs> Mate, I don't want to fucking hear it. Okay, not interested. <laughs> This whole rant is about me being not interested in the story and you want to fucking talk about it more. <laughs> the rest of us are interested in this. The rest so of I get what you're on, saying. Are you, are you talking on behalf of all society or are you talking about <laughs> well, journalists? It, uh, it's, it's in the news, as you said. It's, it's on all the, the papers. Like Jackie's here saying she's interested in it. Jackie's mm-hmm. not interested. Jackie's fooled. She's always hoodwinked by a little tiny <laughs> thing. It's <laughs> She's hoodwinked. <laughs> oh, fuck. What was that tweet again? That tweet again from earlier. Abusive behaviour towards his co-workers should not be tolerated by the show's producers. That aggressive abuse on air could have also triggered abuse survivors. There needs to be higher standards at Kiss FM. Hashtag Kiss FM. <laughs> okay. She doesn't. She's not interested. She's been hoodwinked. <laughs> it's because in a couple of months we have an election, right? We yep. have to vote between Anthony Albanese, Scott Morrison, someone Albo like Lattice, and Scotty. No, Scott Morrison, much better than we do. We don't really know. He yeah. just gets on TV and hang says on, all the right on. things. All Gladys said was she doesn't remember this discussion. That's all she said. Now you could pick up a little bit of the saltiness. You could pick up said, a little bit of the salty bias happened. there of Brooklyn. You can't mistake it. The way he described that, right? We don't know who this... What he said about the Prime Minister was, we don't know who this guy is. He's just someone who gets up on TV and says all the right things, okay? Now, being the keen observer of the human condition as I am, I can straight away tell that you're not a fan when you say things that way, right? It's obvious. Clear as the nose on your face. The other thing that he didn't mention there is They've also had the Prime Minister on the show that he's on. He's spoken to the Prime Minister himself. But he didn't say that because he doesn't like him. And because he doesn't like him, he doesn't have to mention that he's been on the show and he's spoken to him personally. No, in in the moments that, it, you know, it's clear that he's kind of defending his position, which he has every right to do. No, then he becomes some guy we don't know who says all the right things on TV. Yeah. And the other guy's saying, Kyle's saying to him, it's all bullshit. <laughs> you're just doing bullshit, man. You're just, you're just spreading bullshit, mate. You don't even know. Funny that. She could have said, I don't think no, that. No, I would well, have no, never no, said no, that. No, no, if someone asked me a question, I wouldn't say that never happened. If I didn't remember, I'd say, I don't know. I can't remember. 
I'm not going to deny something because some other dickhead will go, well, I've got a copy of the message. Like, this but that's is why you don't deny mm-hmm. it if, if it happens. She's not you don't in deny politics. It. She's a normal citizen. The FBI's not here. It's the ABC. <laughs> no one cares. Mm, she loves the Liberal Party. So, you, you know, she would want to protect All you him. people do is look for things to whinge and bitch about. <laughs> Again, I'm struggling to see the problem with this. Remember the article, ladies and gentlemen. Furious Kyle storms out after on-air fight with Jackie O. It's because all you little loser journalists like to sit around and just fucking whinge and bitch about everything. (laughs) Again, I'm kind of like, hmm, I agree with your position. I'm just saying that's why we're interested in it. No one's interested. Someone's made this up. This is probably the brainchild of the guy that owns the Daily Telegraph. He probably wants the opposition in. So he said, right, we'll throw this out and then every other dickhead will just copy and paste it and then everyone hates ScoMo. (laughs) (laughs) He's cruising in the rant now. So he took off with a lot of speed. Bang. And now he's just kind of getting into his work. He's getting his foundations into place for the next jumping off point, which is just around the corner. Just around the corner. A couple more minutes away, and then everything blows up. Everything explodes, and it gets very, very salty very fucking quickly. That's how things really work. It's gearing up. Just so everyone knows. It's revving up. Well, when you him, read the news, mainly it's bullshit. Just telling everyone. Hmm. Gladys doesn't remember. It's not that she refuses to answer. She doesn't remember. Mm, mm. Right? right? What did you say to me five years ago, Jackie, uh, when we went off to um, uh, up to the Blue Mountains? What did you say in the text? Nothing, because re- we've never been to the Blue Mountains before. That was easy, wasn't it? <laughs> See? I remember. You, you just show how dumb you all are, you idiots. Oh, my... <laughs> This this is a man who's just had enough. He's he's done. You know when you know when you can tell in people that they have those moments where they check out. That's it. Done. Done arguing. I'm done respecting your view. Right. That's basically what happens. You know you've all done it. Everyone's done it. You'll be having an argument or a convert or a spirited conversation, and it doesn't matter what the setting is. It could be any. You know you could be having drinks or whatever. You know. A, discussion in a fucking college dorm room it doesn't matter wherever the conversation you both got you know committed to your opinions and the person you're arguing with is observably a fucking moron right? we've all had these these moments or at least to your to your perspective they're a fucking moron let's put it that way see and you're trying to be respectful and you're trying to be nice and you're trying to give credit where it's due and stuff and they're just so you know obtru- obtuse and just like nothing is you know, they won't acknowledge anything or get through to anything or can't even give you, like, the slightest bit of ground. Eventually, you just you just go, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> and you fuck, you mentally check out. Now, when he's checked out, he just goes to... <laughs> she's like, oh, because that never happened, huh? See, that was easy. He's just like, oh. You just all show what idiots you are. <laughs> That's it. He's done. Checked out. So from there, I think we can jump off, see what happens next. What's around the next corner? Because at that moment, if you pause at that moment, you can see when his heart breaks, (laughs) right? You've been followed around by cockheads. (laughs) What's up with you? You're being followed around by cockheads. You this morning. I'm just saying, this text. 
Nothing because re- we've never been to the Blue Mountains before. That was easy, wasn't it? <laughs> See, I yeah. remember. You, you just show how dumb you all are, you idiots. Oh, my God. Well, You've been followed lie. around by cockheads. <laughs> What's up with you this morning? I'm just saying, this pisses me off. Why? Though? Because I know how the system works and the system's full of manipulating loser liars. You- Abusive behaviour towards his co-workers should not be tolerated by the show's producers. That aggressive abuse on air could have also triggered abuse survivors. There needs to be high standards at hashtag KissFM. Abusive behaviour should not be tolerated. You, Kyle, don't like someone being stacked on. Who's I don't care about I'm No, just, no, no. no, no. You, yes, that's true. I yeah. don't like people stacking on. However... This is a stack-on over nothing. A journalist has invented this problem. It's not even a real thing. And I'm surprised people with a brain like you, Brooklyn, don't realise it is a cut-and-paste job. No one's seen the text messages. Gladys. That is, I think we've all heard that one before. That... That's that's negging there. That's the the same-sex, non-sexual component equivalent of negging. Giving that kind of a backhand compliment, you know. Come on, mate, you're smarter. How many times have you heard that? Come on, you're smarter than this. <laughs> and doesn't it fucking irritate you? It's like, how dare you? Why Why are you judging my level of intelligence? You're the fucking idiot here. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's always my first fucking gut reaction when someone tells me something like that. And I can't help it, you know? Come on, Boogs, you're smarter than... You know better than that. Fucking... How do you know I know better? What do you fucking know? Shut up. (laughs) You know what I mean? Come on, mate, you're better than this. Am I? Am I, cunt? (laughs) How do you fucking know? So, you know, I'm surprised... Look, mate, I'm not angry at you. I'm just surprised someone as smart as you doesn't see what a fucking stupid thing this is. Little backhand fucking compliment in there. Thrown in. Very passive aggressive and salty. Nice move. Just doesn't remember. And we've turned it into the biggest story in the country. And it's fake. It's fake. It's not even real. Yeah. Fake Look, news, you could have mate. made the whole thing up. Absolutely. I'm putting the, the papers that in asked bin. it, but the Gladys could have denied it. So No, she can't deny something she can't remember. Do you not understand simple simple Simon shit? Mm, I just if think I you would remember you, that. Why would you? If you called the Prime Minister horrible. Why would you remember? Ooh, did I've you called do that all of the... you way worse. But is that the way Gladys speaks? That's that's the thing. It's like that's how you talk all the time, oh. right? So is that the way Gladys always talks on text messages? I mean, it is. It's an eye. That's the thing. It's a fucking eye glazing story. Maybe you care what the former premier texted about another politician. I don't care. I don't. So I can't help but be sympathetic to his position in that sense because it's like, I'm getting bored fucking listening to them talk about it, you know? Like, who gives a fuck? Jesus. Come on, mate, you're better than that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on, mate, you're better than this. You're smarter than this. What are you doing? (laughs) How the fuck do you know, mate? Maybe I'm dumber, cunt. Go fuck yourself. We didn't know she was getting her flange licked by that bull guy either, but who cares? <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Yeah, because there was a sex story about the former Premier and he just said, we didn't know she was getting her flange licked by that bald guy either. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> 
didn't know that. That's right. And that that came out in the wash. But I don't really care too much. I mean, I care. I think about it's truth. just, I think it's, yeah. It look. starts off where people start not knowing who to believe. Governments, news, every news. Uh, he's done. He's, he's finished. He's snapped. He's broken. Look. He's exposing the goddamn business. <laughs> he's ready to, he's ready to start firing, ladies and gentlemen. He's opening up the books. <laughs> Look, it starts with not knowing. We've spoken about this before, ladies and gentlemen. Information apocalypse. It's a thing. It's real. We used to talk about it, what, a few years ago? Three, four years ago? It was a, it was a thing on a few shows for a while that we did. And then, you know, it's clear that there's no stopping it, so you may as well just enjoy it while you can before it gets too out of control. And, that's, and, and today, here we are. But it's information apocalypse. Is, it's like a, a psychological condition, you know, of, of the crowd, of the mob that we find ourselves in when we have so much information. We're, we've never had more access to more information than at any time in human history. And arguably, though, uh, we're getting dumber and more reactive. We're, we're, we're getting less thoughtful and more reactive. And information apocalypse is like a... It's a situation where it's not about getting people to disbelieve, you know, a particular source or what have you, or a particular story. They're not trying to get you to disbelieve, you know, what CNN says. They're trying to get you to disbelieve everything. So you don't you don't know what what's real information and what's false information. You just you just put it out. You put out real information. You put out false information. You swirl it all around. You make sure it's difficult to keep a hold of, and then people just don't know who to trust. Which in turn they end up trusting nobody. And when they trust nobody, they'll generally go with whoever has the biggest stick. If they don't know who to trust, then they'll generally go with the one who's got the most authority. And then you can be led around. Because are they are they lying to us? Are they telling the truth? Is the news real? Is it fake? I don't know what to do. You're a lost you're a lost little lamb, you know, on the field, waiting for a shepherd to to guide you back to the barn. So what he's referring to there, it's very real, and I agree with him, and it's and it's observable. You've seen the degradation of trust in institutions and the media. You know, just you know, just get exacerbated year on year on year on year on year. It's getting worse. It's not getting better. And you know, even even their their kind of shrouded attempts in their perceptive, you know, in their perception to, um, you know, like maybe cleanse the internet of disinformation and what have you. Every attempt that moves in that direction, well, that just fuels the other side of the debate, which is they're trying to censor the internet. So here we are, because we're again, because we're more reactive and less thoughtful than we used to be. Uh, companies under scrutiny at the moment for lying, making up fake news all the time. So where did it start then? Some clown asked that. Well, how did it start? Where's that guy? Who, well, he's from he Channel going? Ten, Peter Van Onselen. Yeah, yeah but it would, it would have come out before he asked. No, he said, "I've heard this happened." That's it. No one's well, seen it. He's got a, he says he's got a copy of it. But oh, it's just oh. he's now. He says he's got a copy of the text. 
radio drama is not dissimilar to like e-drama, which is not dissimilar to old ladies bickering on Facebook. Have you ever heard old ladies bicker about Facebook and Facebook politics? And I don't mean politics in terms of who's running the country, but the politics of Facebook. Again, who's in what trench? Listen to old ladies complain about Facebook and it sounds like radio drama. It sounds like e-drama. It's the same stuff. Oh, well, uh, you know, Sharice, she didn't like what I had to say about the vaccine, so she blocked me. So you know what? I blocked her husband and then he blocked my sister and then I've got the receipts. I've got the screenshot of when she said that to me. And it's like, that's, that's what old women do when they talk about Facebook. The exact fucking same thing. So here they are on the radio. Well, the journalist said that he's got a copy of the text. And, oh, I think it's bullshit. Well, it's fucking, I think it's real. Why would he make it up? You know what? I'm blocking you. (laughs) So it's not, it's not, it's not, again, it's ridiculous. They sound like old ladies bickering on Facebook. But the art of the rant, ladies and gentlemen. The anger, the outrage, I can't help but wander past. If someone's getting really angry about something that's not that important, I cannot help but wander past and have a little look. I'm sorry. We just have to. (laughs) Like, I haven't seen a copy of the text or anything. I haven't seen the text. Didn't send it to me. Falsen Farkin or whatever your name is. And he says that uh, (laughs) it was from the back summer bushfires. So it is a while ago. Um, but, yeah, I guess everyone was waiting to see what Gladys said. Yeah, because you're all fools. You're fooled by this clown from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Fun with the Diamond reminds me of the old Periscope days, huh? Yeah, those were the days. Those were the days, my friend. What's a Facebook? I see no evil in the chat. Good question. I haven't been on Facebook for a very long time. Got to be over a decade. I don't know what's going on on there these days. You know why? You know why I got got off Facebook, ladies and gentlemen? True story. The main reason, yes, I had issues with privacy. Yes, I had issues with censorship. Yes, I had issues with all of those things. But my retreat from Facebook and the Facebook platform, I did try, what was it, like a few years ago to do a live stream on there. I think I did one live stream and then my account was blocked because they were like, you need to upload a photo of yourself and prove who you are. And I was like, nah, thanks, not worth it. So yeah, so there's one episode of the Daily Boogie float around on Facebook somewhere and that's it. But, you know, my retreat from Facebook was not some Puritan moral stance or anything. It was because I got sick of listening to old ladies bicker about fucking Facebook. That's why I got out of there. And that's why, you know, I'm not, not fucking interested in who likes who, who's fucking who, who's blocking who, who said what. I don't give a fuck about any of that at all. Because it sounds like old women arguing on Facebook. That's why I got out of there. That's why I deleted the app. Fuck, go out of here. Where's the message? Where's the message? Where show it? us the, show us the receipts. I'm pretty sure there's laws on carrier services where you can't just share some other people's information either. Oh, he's going. He's going. Go I love it. I love it when they start getting legal in a rant. What if we start throwing people in prison? <laughs> When it gets to that point, you know you're not far away from the executioner's blade, are you? In rant mode. He's getting ready for the kill shot here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Look, why don't we just take everyone and throw them in prison for doing that? For spreading rumours. <laughs> okay. 
He is. <laughs> Bold stance. Anyway, I, I like Maybe when you stand prison. up for people, Kyle. <laughs> I want to see the facts because this is what news do. They make up a little, you sniff something, you turn it into something, and most times it's not even true. And all of us believe it. Mm. Like idiots. Well, okay, I don't, I don't, no, I'm don't not that care. passionate about it, to be honest. You'd I just read be, it, you'd to be, be honest, to. yesterday Ooh. I read Ooh. it. Was... You'd rather be lied to, princess. The princess came out there. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's getting a little bit abusive. <laughs> that's getting a little bit. All right, princess. Fucking princess? <laughs> The saltiness is, is becoming overwhelming at this point. The saltiness is too much. I was like, oh, yeah, that's quite interesting. A little bit of a chuckle and then moved on to the next story. Yeah, uh-huh. but now it's all over the place. Yeah, but front that's, page news. That's their choice to yep. make it front page. I've already read the story. I have no interest in it anymore. I don't think you understand unless... what I'm saying. I think you just all real dumb. All of you. I, don't... I just think you're all really dumb. Thanks, mate. <laughs> He's had enough. He's done. I just don't have the in, like. I've read the story. Then why do you even care? Then what? You you've taken the other side. For what reason? How have I taken the other side? Well, what you I say? think that what I'm saying is like out out of out, out of control. And no, out, I'm just asking fine. you why you're so angry. Because I all. don't like fake news being spread around the country like it's true. But you don't have the you don't have the exact information. So that, now, this is something that I have noticed for the last couple of years, right? The last few years. And this is another argument that gets used. And I'm sorry, it's a false argument. But not that it matters. Nobody gives a fuck. But they do this a lot. And everybody does it. You make something up, okay? Not not referring to this particular instance, because, again, I don't know if it's true or not. I don't care. That's not the point here. We're talking about the art of the rant. It's the argumentation that excites us. So you make something up. And, you know, it could be, you know, whatever it is. Somebody sent a fucking text message that called this person a cunt or whatever. And then the other person says, why are you spreading around bullshit? And exactly, Dr. Rube in the chat, you can't disprove it. (laughs) They say, well, you don't know if it's not true, (laughs) right? So it's basically a little rhetorical trap door, a little rhetorical airlock that they can lock themselves into and then blow the spaceship up and send it into the orbit of an oncoming star system. We can just make up whatever we want and, you know, dare people to disprove it because they don't know and we don't know. We don't know either and they don't know. I'm going to make a claim and then admit that none of us know if it's true or not, but the onus is going to be on you to disprove it. How can that be? You can't prove a negative. That's what we used to understand. That's not the way you know, modern journalism works. So again, I find myself, you know, turning into the meme, your, your, what is it? Your terms are acceptable. Can't help. Or well, you're taking the other side, blindly no, believing the other person. I'm not. I never said person. that. I just said. That's very disappointing as a friend. We don't know. <laughs> and I'm saying you're, you're I'm saying, saying as a fact. It's very disappointing as a friend. Again, another backhander. Negging must be just his natural fucking standing standard operating procedure. <laughs> Come on, Brooklyn. You're sm- I would have thought someone as smart as you would have been better than this. Whack with the glove across the face. <laughs> You're just going along with the bullshit, and that's disappointing as a friend. Whack across the face. Another backhander.
lining them up. Hey. I'm saying we don't know. That's yep. what I'm saying. No, you're saying it's bullshit and it's been made up. Right? I'm saying it do- even if the even if the text was true, mm. it doesn't necessarily even mean she thinks he's horrible. No. She could be pacifying whoever she's talking to. No, I agree with but that. But all totally. you fools think, oh, that means he's horrible. No, I did. <laughs> I never said that. I just you're said dumb. I actually think, and you're I said dumb. this to someone before that to someone who. Yeah, I think it was Sonia, our EP. I said, okay. I Sonia? think Sonia. back then when the bushfires were happening, mm. I don't think Gladys had a close relationship with Scott Morrison. Right. Because remember, she was doing all of the work and yep. he really was getting absolutely, you know, he was yep. under fire no, for no, not sorry, doing anything. Thinking- <sighs> 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 I think you'll find that your, your facts come from reading news articles. Like he, I'm sure he was doing something. Yeah, yeah, but remember he was like under it. fire for yes, not really being there. Yes, nine newspapers, yeah, saying, oh, it's horrible, he's gone to Hawaii or yeah, something, but, he should but, do more. But Gladys was very much there every single day. So right? but- <sighs> all, all news, all internet now, I basically take the stance, he's like, I don't, I don't believe anything on the internet anymore. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Right? Believe nothing and nobody. And it's just this this is what news is now. This is what the internet now. It's just bickering old women. <laughs> it's just everywhere. It's constant. It's relentless. Somebody in the chat, Hartler, it's relentless. It is, isn't it? The bickering. Well, look, I don't know. And it's just gossipy. Oh god. It's fucking makes me want to claw my own eyeballs out. It really does. The only saving grace is this guy just, you know, casually throwing in backhanded fucking insults and what he's about to do, because we've got to be close. Because I really want to get done with this clip. Your view from a distance, you think that she... I'm saying, no, no, yeah, I'm saying I don't believe she had the relationship she has with him now back then. Right, so you just built off this story, you're just inventing the rest. No, no, I'm just. Typical journalist. I'm not a journalist. (laughs) No, but you're you're doing what I'm a reader who has an opinion on it. And I'm telling you. Based on bullshit. Well, we don't know that no, well, for we, sure. Yeah, that's right. Well, then why Nobody is it on the front knows. page of the news being classed as fact? Well, I'm not, I'm not saying <laughs> it should be. You're not reading be. the paper. Yeah, well, I'm not reading it because I read it yesterday and I'm I was moved annoyed. On. Yeah, but here we are. It's on our front. It's on. It's it's leading our headline today. Well, I guess I, yeah. I it's think a story. No, don't. What's it. happened? It's no. off the news. People are. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so now the host. We're now in a situation where the host of the show, ladies and gentlemen, is telling the newsroom what the lead story should be. <sighs> Ooh, sorry, mate. That was a Fonzarelli over the shark moment, was it not? Come on. You're losing. Stop talking. You're losing the fucking moral high ground, man. What are you doing? All right, look. Let's let's look at the things we can agree on. The newsroom is full of meth heads. Okay, number one. Number two, they sit around and smoke their meth and discover, you know, which politician they don't like that week, and then they make things up. And then put, you know, people in no-win situations by design. And they just start, they start the rumours and they start the bickering. And somebody in the chat, a great term, cantankerous old women is a lovely description. It's perfect. And then they commence the cantankerous old women routine and get everybody kind of bickering and backbiting and bitching about everybody else. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm with him. But then all of a sudden, oh no, no, no. The, yes, exactly. Jenny Vayner chat. He's getting a little snowflakey now. Like, get get it off the news. I'm, I don't want to hear it anymore. Whoa, hang on. What happened to free press, bro? <laughs> right? You, he's like, you journalists need to start doing a better job, and you'll do, you'll do a better job by not reporting what I tell you to ignore. <laughs> well, I'm not sure that's going to work out the way you Happy think, Happy Hanukkah, my nigga. <laughs> hey. Winning TV tipped $5. Thank you, sir. Hero, hero, boo, guy. Hero. Winning TV, ladies and gentlemen. DLife.tv. Jane, you ignorant slut. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> very well done. Very, very, very rare to get such a, a nice, short and concise and perfectly timed little dono like that. Thank you very much, Bill. DLive.tv slash winning TV. One more time. <laughs> Jane, you ignorant slut. <laughs> and that's it. Hold <laughs> up. All right, where were we? It's about to, we're about to go off here. Let's go. It's rock and roll. People are aware of what's happened. Like, yeah. Scott Morrison has been put to him. There's this text message. Oh, there it is again. Seen. There's the sigh again. He can't, he can't help himself. Whenever the newsreader starts defending himself, <laughs> the reaction is there. <sighs> Every time he opens his mouth. <laughs> yes. He's responded to it. Gladys has responded to it. And we make up our own minds. What, like, it's I think a story. people know though, what's it. happened. No, get rid of it. It's often aware news. of what's happened. Like, yeah. Scott Morrison has been put to it. To him, there's this text message apparently that someone's seen. Yes. Yeah. He's responded to it. Gladys has responded to it. And we make We're gonna we're gonna have to go overtime tonight, ladies and gentlemen. This is this is only the first outrage item I have for you. We've got another we've got a number of other outrages to get to, so it's gonna be one of those long ones. So don't I won't take it personally. If you're like, man, I'm not down for this, feel free. Check out the replay later. Download the podcast, bro. <laughs> it's fine. I understand. But there's too much here. We, I have to get through it. Make up our own minds. What, like, yeah, we're not I'd, here thinking. Listen, just turn your mic off, cockhead. Hmm. <laughs> oh. Hmm. <laughs> and the worm hath turned. So we went from we went from newsroom, can you please report the news to take that story off the news to turn your mic off, cockhead. <laughs> like I said, he's broken. That was enough. He'd reached his breaking point. The straw broke the camel's back, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. That is once once you're broken, once your spirit is broken. You're like, you may as I'm going out fucking, I'm going down swinging, that's it. I don't care who I upset anymore today. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all done it. 
not many of us have been on national radio while we've been doing it, but we've all done it, <laughs> right? It's a very human moment. <laughs> Just shut up and turn your mic off, you cockhead. Yes, that's right. He said, you're finished. You're finished. You're done. So it's like, did he just fire the, the news guy? <laughs> You're done. Turn your mic off, you cockhead. Yeah. Scott Morrison has been put to him. There's this text message apparently that someone's seen. Yes. He's responded to it. Gladys has responded to it. And we make up our own minds. What, like, yeah. We're not I, here listen, thinking. Just turn your mic off, cockhead. You're finished. <laughs> Minister of Fun in the chat, what a hill to die on. <laughs> yeah, get out. Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. What are you? I don't Get out. Just kicked him out. I don't understand. Like, we you don't, don't have to understand. I, if What you need to do is just listen instead of trying to come up with arguments all the time. I'm not. I'm just what trying I'm, to tell you oh, my side like, of the story, and oh. you've got your side of the story of what we think There's about no this side. article. I'm just saying no one's seen it, even if it's true. It doesn't mean Gladys thinks he's horrible. Well, he could be a that. horrible person. No, I you said, didn't. I said it. I said that I'm she might have... Joint. Do the show by yourself. What a show it'll be. We want you, Kyle. And that was it. And just like that, he was gone. <laughs> he was gone. He fucking did it. He fucking did it. On his own, on his own show, mind you, he wasn't. He's not on. He's not a guest on someone else's show. If you're a guest on someone else's show and you you throw the headphones down and storm out, that's one thing. He did it on his own show. <laughs> it's the Kyle and Jackie O show. <laughs> it's got his name on the merchandise. <laughs> he threw the fucking headphones off. Sled, you do the fucking show then, and what a show it'll be. The newsroom guy yells out, because now he's lost the, the high ground he had. The earlier points were fantastic. Yes, the newsroom is full of meth heads. <laughs> meth head losers who make up rumours. That's correct. But then he lost the high ground. Because now the, the news guy is he's yelling out, Kyle, come back, in a, in a patronising way. He won the day. He wins. I'm sorry. And scene. <laughs> Star wipe to finish. <laughs> He wins the day because Kyle had enough. He was out of there. Gladys thinks he's horrible. Well, he could be a that. horrible person. No, I you said, didn't. I said it. I said. <laughs> Foggy in the chat. You're listening to the Aunt Jackie O show. <laughs> that I'm she might have. I've got to hear, I've got yeah, to hear the it. lead yeah, in again because it does escalate very quickly. Been put to him, there's the sigh is just the best. <sighs> you know it's coming. You know what's coming. You weren't expecting the walkout, but you knew something was about to break. This text message apparently that someone's seen. Yes. He's responded to it. Gladys has responded to it. And we make up our own minds. What, like, yeah. We're not I, here thinking. Listen, just turn your mic off, cockhead. You're finished. <laughs> You're yeah, finished. Get out. Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. What are you? I don't understand. Like, we You don't have to understand. I, if What you need to do is just listen instead of trying to come up with arguments all the time. I'm not. I'm just what trying I'm to tell you. And I've just got to let you know, they are their show goes for like, I don't know, it's like three and a half hours, sometimes four hours, because they just kind of go as long as they want and then throw to the next show. So sometimes it's like four hours long. 
They are 13 and a half minutes in to a three and a half, three hour show, whatever it is. <laughs> 13 minutes. He's come in fucking hot. Hot at six, six in the morning. <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, you my Sounds side like... of the story, and you've got your side of the story of what we think There's about no this side. article. I'm just saying, no one's seen it. Even if it's true, it doesn't mean Gladys thinks he's horrible. Well, he could be a that. horrible person. No, I you said... didn't. I said it. I said that I'm she might have... Do the show by yourself. What a show it'll be. We want you, Kyle. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the perfect sign-off, isn't it? As he's walking out the door, those little moments I love. As he's walking out the door, it's picked up on the mic, which is still open in the studio. And you just get that distant, we want you, Kyle. Fuck off. <laughs> As he's Doesn't leaving. mean Gladys thinks he's horrible. Well, he could be a that. horrible person. No, I you said, didn't. I said it. I said that I'm she might have. <laughs> Do the show by yourself. What a <laughs> show it'll be. We want you, Kyle. Fuck off. And <laughs> <laughs> just like that, he was gone. Now, would you quickly, we'll go to a break soon because I'm going to have to refresh my beverage. All right, settle in for the next part of the show. We're going overtime tonight, so don't panic. Now, but just before we do go to a break, would you like to hear how they kept, because for the rest of the show, he was out. He didn't come back for the rest of the day. <laughs> Walked out on his own show 15 minutes in. Maybe he, maybe he had plans or something that day. I don't know. So would you like to hear how they come back after the commercial break when he stormed out? Press one in the chat if you'd like to hear how they came back without him. Press two in the chat if you'd rather just get on with it. (laughs) What do you want to do? The ones definitely have it. They want to hear more. So let's hear the awkwardness when we return. Okay, I think we'll take a short break because I'm not even sure what happened. <laughs> Did something happen before I came here? Was it all good? I, I, I love him so much. I just don't know. I wish he didn't get so worked up. Gary <laughs> <laughs> Monkey, it's just the idiots left. But here's the thing. He would have been listening on the way home, I reckon, in the car, without without fucking a doubt. And so this is, again, when storming out doesn't work in your favour because now they have three hours to fucking discuss what just happened and you're not there to defend yourself. <laughs> so you know that there's going to be moments where he's in the car raging at what these people are saying now that he's stormed out. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, we'll play a song, guys, and then we'll do Trady vs. Lady if you want to call us. Have a little game show. Normally in this game show, he asks um, the girls the questions and the girls ask the guys the questions. It's one of those. You know what it is. I want to start a fight. Oh, well, Kyle's gone. We wish he hadn't Mm. have gone, but... Go. 
God, we wish he hadn't have gone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so awkward. <laughs> that's somebody... That's what it sounds like when somebody is literally walking on eggshells. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, the host and the star of the show is gone, and we wish he wasn't. <laughs> so get well soon, buddy. <laughs> Hope you calm down out there and get back to us as soon as possible. Okay, love you. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay, this isn't weird or awkward or anything. Just a little he tiff. He got uh, yeah. worked up over this story. That, he got uh, obviously He the- got worked up over the story. You see how this is changing already? At that point, I reckon he would have punched his steering wheel when he heard that. Because it was fairly obvious to us, the passive listener, that I don't, I'm not sure he was so worked up at the story. He was worked up at, you know, people being idiots. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference. He thought the story was who give. He was like, who gives a fuck about the story? He was worked up about the people who spread the story. Don't you see? Don't you see? Remember? Remember the meth head journalists? <laughs> the meth head loser journalist being followed around by cocksuckers? Those ones. <laughs> That's who he was angry at. The text between Gladys and ScoMo and... I'm willing yeah. to not run it. I mean, who really cares? <laughs> I, don't, I don't care enough. I don't <laughs> to care enough. Continue either. the fight. Yeah. Oh. So the news did somebody did the newsreader perhaps have a moment during the commercial break to reflect on his decisions and his choices? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> did he take a moment to assess his options during the break? Because now he's come back and said, look, I'm willing to not run it. I don't care about it that much. But hang on, just before the break, brother, you were, you were saying to Kyle, listen, I want, you, I want to explain why we care about it. He was saying that. Look, I want to tell you why, why I care about this. And that's why Kyle was going, <sighs> because he was saying you shouldn't care because it's fucking ridiculous. Who cares? That, that was the argument. But now that he's stormed out, now all of a sudden we're reinventing history. We're rewriting the script. Well, look, I, I'm not going to run it. I'm not going. I don't care that much about it. Oh, really? So what was all that about then? <laughs> Doesn't matter to me that much. <laughs> really? You were just going to war on it, mate. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. Anyway, we're going to do Trady vs. Lady. Yep. And uh, just to make me even more pissed off, Pedro's taking the place of Kyle. <laughs> there you go. All right. And then, and then they did the rest of the show, and it was probably terrible because uh, the, the guy there who accuses his co-workers of being cocksuckers <laughs> on the air, uh, he walked out. So, therefore, all, the, all of the magic was sucked out of the room at that point. But with that, I'm going to grab a beverage going to take a very quick little break when we return i tell you what we've got more outrage ladies and gentlemen we've got outrage at the canadians and by the way fucking tip of the hat to the moose fucker who was on rotc earlier today well done he wasn't he fucking fun canadians are very nice people i get on so well with the canadians i don't hang shit americans you know hang shit on canadians but i think it's more of it's more of a proximity thing i don't think they genuinely hate canadians i think they kind of like them 
I think they kind of treat Canada like a little little brother. You know, you give your little brother some shit sometimes. You beat him up sometimes. You just play fighting. You give him a fucking nookie and put him in a headlock. But you'll st- you still love the little cunt, you know? <laughs> You'd still beat up someone who was beating him up on his... Hey, leave my little brother alone, you piece of shit. Right? It's, it, it, I think it's more of a, that kind of relationship, America to Canada, than it is hateful. It's not. So he was a very good little moose fucker on there on ROTC. He was very nice. I'd buy him a beer. Fucking oath, man. What a gen, a genuine lad. Genuine, genuine old mate. So we've got a bit of Canadian outrage to get onto after the show. We're going to uh, investigate the Whoopi Goldberg situation, ladies and gentlemen, because I know it's been a week and I know a lot of people have covered it and what have you, but there's, there's, there's outrage there. There's kindlings of outrage still, so... Uh, I intend to wander over to the embers and blow on them really hard. Get that thing raging again in the next part of the show. We've also got some... Uh, we've got to revisit the Joe Rogan situation because there's more outrage that's coming out every hour of every day in association with the Spotify situation. And we've got some outrage about safety as well that we've got to go over. Some, some new COVID safety features to round us out. So we're an hour and a half in. We've barely even started. So stick around here on the Friday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Uh, Nihawa Boogie, uh, this is a frozen Asian, and uh, I heard about uh, what you said about uh, China. And, uh, well, uh, you are Guaylo. Yeah, you are Guaylo. Stop being Guaylo. Aloha, and welcome to Pirate Radio, Ladies of Liberty, the hot seat. Or maybe this is my daily traffic report. I don't know. As you can tell, I I seem to have a problem with commitment to one type of platform. I I think doctors refer to that as uh, ADD. Uh, But anyways, if you want to follow any of those shows, you want to catch me live every single day of the week, you can follow me at Real Person Politics. That's Real Person P-L-T-C-S. Aloha. You gave him a loaded shotgun? Well, you don't give a toy without batteries. Come and get your Tootsie Rolls. It's Irrational Times. Original music. Interactive trivia. Games. Guests. VHS Rental. Adult Learning Center. Window Repair. Flight Trainer. Kosher Catering. And now introducing the lovely assistant. I do gym jams. And here I use only the finest jib to combine with an organic jab to produce the highest quality jib jabs. Don't be fooled by those imitation jib jabs made in Chinese sweatshops. Enjoy fair trade jib jabs made locally here in Canada. Due to the outcome of a previous court case, the lovely assistant is prohibited from jib jabbing outside of Canada. I mean, let's, I mean, if we're going to go full public, full transparency, let's see all of it, because I guarantee you what the Democrats were doing was criminal 
impeachable activities routinely. Hey, where do the llamas like to be petted? You know, I'm going to be real honest. I don't think you look very nice. Mm. This just in. The global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. All right, all right. This world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie puppet tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie puppet tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie puppet tonight. Coming back. Second part of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as I alluded to, some more outrage to get right into. And let's fucking get right into it, shall we? That's better. Fuck yeah, now we're rolling. Uh, this one was sent through to me before. It's obviously been doing the rounds. It's got 1.1 million. And if you're not aware, the Canadian trucker situation, trucker stand, as they've been referred to. And like I said, if you missed uh, ROTC, check out like the second half where the guy from... I guess he's living in Ottawa or around Ottawa or something, or he works out there or something. Uh, he was on there kind of describing some of the reactions, some of the salt that's being mined specifically in this vicinity. And here we have a fine example because these truckers are sitting around blocking up streets and honking their horns. Um, which, you know, to be fair, if I'm being 100% purely objective, yeah, it would be annoying, but it's a welcome change from people burning the city down, isn't it? <laughs> a very Canadian protest. Look, I'm just going to keep honking on this thing until you give me what I want, okay? I'm not going to shoot anybody or kill anybody or burn anything down. Just going to sit here at the lights, okay? <laughs> Let's... Beep. Even, even their protests are polite. It's fantastic. But not everybody is okay with this, of course. Uh, a lot of people, their lives are being disrupted. And here is one such gentleman, and of course... Out, when outrage spews onto the street from the ordinary citizen, I think that's those are those magical moments that we can't help but be gravitated to, like moths to a flame. So let's have a look. He's getting really ang- he's getting really angry, isn't he? Right? I think we've found, you know, another kind of sympathetic chap out there on the street. <laughs> if you see someone reacting like this, what is your instinct to you? <laughs> Minister of Fun, fuck about and find out. <laughs> fuck about and fi- fi- fuck about and find out. Okay. Okay, mate. Yeah. It has to fucking stop. The honking will continue until freedom improves. <laughs> if you were if you were branding Clown World, like 
let's just say taking the clown pill became like a kind of pseudo-religious practice, right? You would make that your fucking slogan. That would be the slogan of the religion. Like, it's amen for Christians. It's, you know, inshallah for the Muslims. You know, praise be upon him. (laughs) The Jews say shalom. And for the clown pillars, it would be the honking will continue until freedom improves. (laughs) And he said onto them, and he stood atop the mighty steed that was his Mack truck, V12 diesel. And he he pronounced to them, the honking will continue until freedom improves. (laughs) It's not an unreasonable demand either. Look, look, we're just we're just asking for a little bit of improvement, okay? You don't have to, you know, redesign the whole system or anything. We just kind of want to go back to the way, the way it was a couple of years ago. It wasn't even that bad. It wasn't even that good, but it's, it wasn't as bad as this. The honking will continue until freedom improves. <laughs> improves. <laughs> it's not... It's not the honking will continue until you release somebody from prison. It's not the honking will continue until you address climate change. It's not the honking will continue until you end ex-political career. It's none of those things. The honking will continue until freedom improves. Just to, just give us a little bit. Just give us a little bit back, okay? You're going crazy. No. The honking will continue until freedom improves. Until freedom improves. And it's the delivery. <laughs> and the look on the guy's face. <laughs> it's the best. Look at him. Oh, man. That made me... When I saw that earlier in the week, that made me so happy. <laughs> Just that moment there. Ching. The honking will continue until... It- because he delivers it like a, a football coach in a high school football movie, right? The hiking will continue until freedom improves. <laughs> One more time. One more time. One more time for this fucking genius. I love it. It has to fucking stop. The hiking will continue until freedom improves. <laughs> really? Yes, drill sergeant. Arms fourteen in the chat. Yes, drill sergeant. You will give me forty-five push-ups, you Canadian scum, right now here in the <laughs> right now here in the street. Drop and give me twenty, private. The honking will continue until your fatigue improves. Congratulations, you have been upgraded from turd to maggot. <laughs> One, isn't it fun? The honking will continue until freedom improves. Now drop it, give me 30. It has to fucking stop. The honking will continue until freedom improves. There you go. That's your, that's your catch cry of 2022. It's a white pill, isn't it? Fantastic. All right. Let's get into this. The outrage of Whoopi Goldberg, the Whoopi Goldberg situation. I've got to be honest here, hand on heart, wasn't offended at all by what she said. Couldn't care less. (laughs) It wasn't offensive. 
I do find the reasons why people find it offensive to be somewhat humorous and funny. But that's just because I'm like, I don't care what you're upset about. Like, <laughs> that's your problem. I don't care. We now live in a time, though, like, unless you feign outrage at what people want you to be outraged about, then you'll just be accused of being, you'll be just as bad as the person who's causing their outrage in the first place in their eyes, right? There's this kind of, you know, this cloak that gets thrown around everybody. And if, if you don't agree with us, if you don't get as outraged as we... You, you can see this evidenced in these panel discussions on these shows where they all try to outdo each other for how much they care, how empathetic they are. First of all, can I just say to all the families out there, our thoughts and prayers are with you and uh, we'll be doing everything we can to, you know, help you and help you out. We love it. And then the next person comes on and it's like, well, yeah, our thoughts and prayers are with you, but I'm going to hunt down the white supremacist Nazis who are out there causing all this, all this nonsense and all this drama. They kind of one-up each other. So it's more of the, it's the reactions to the Whoopi Goldberg situation that I'm more interested in than the Whoopi Goldberg situation itself, except for one aspect, which is humorous, which... Uh, you know, for the last five years, we've been told that cancel culture is a right-wing conspiracy and it doesn't exist. And now those same people who've said that cancel culture, quote-unquote, is a right-wing conspiracy and doesn't exist are now accusing you of being a hypocrite for not defending Whoopi Goldberg. Like, they can just create whatever reality they want and wrap it, wrap it around us and go, okay, here's what you're dealing with. What's your response, sir? No-win situations, right? So let's have a look at this about black and white well nuanced discussions are really important to have okay and some of the best new morning joe one of my discussions come out of mistakes like this where mm -hmm. there's so much learning that could be had so we could be we could be doing so much learning on the view <laughs> here 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 half a dozen annoying shrieking ignorant women talk about things <laughs> during the day daytime tv we could all be learning something by watching more tv at 10 in the morning <laughs> watching old women bickering about facebook at 10 in the morning <laughs> cantankerous old women well, no, I really think he is a Nazi and a white supremacist. I don't think you go far enough. We could all learn something from this awkward discussion, could we not? We, don't you want to become a better person? I know I do. Two things that come to my mind as, I, uh, as I've been watching this. Two things come to my mind. Unfold over the past 48 hours. Yep. First of all, the education that can be had out of this. The conversation has been good. Please. The forgiveness has been. The forgiveness, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone gets a second chance. Everyone gets a chance of redemption. The forgiveness. What did she even say? <laughs> so bad. <laughs> important the learning that has come learning. out of the forgiveness and the learning moments has been valuable to the audience of the view really and are you saying that they're fucking idiots mika is that what you're implying there kind of has to be doesn't it you know this whole learning experience this learning experience 
was a good thing for the viewers of The View, you know, because they're ignorant. They got a chance to learn about awkward conversations. And Whoopi Goldberg? Whoopi Goldberg? Everyone knows Whoopi Goldberg. She's been on... Whoopi Goldberg? ...TV for decades. She's been putting herself out there for decades. Yeah. If you don't know her heart, then you haven't been watching. Ah, okay, I see. So the rules don't apply because she has a good heart. Ah, okay, good. That was easy, wasn't it? <laughs> Why the conversation then? Why the outrage? Why do we care? Well, I mean, you know. Look, look, guys. I know normally if someone, if we declare someone to have said something offensive that we ruin them. I know that's what we normally do. But look, if you're saying that now for Whoopi, then clearly you don't know her heart. Oh, fucking write me a novel. Write me a book about it, sweetheart. Jesus fucking Christ. You don't know her heart? Oh, I don't... Okay. I guess she can say whatever she wants then. <laughs> that must be the rule. All right. We're just trying to keep up with you. You know, we're not the ones making the rules here. You're making the rules. We're just trying to follow them. <laughs> And so that's why the two-week suspension, yeah. to me, seems more about... It's something... You, to me, it seems more like something you do to a high school student. We're giving you a two-week suspension. Now, Whoopi, I want you to go away and think about what you've done. Come on, Whoopi, you're smarter than this. <laughs> Come on, Whoopi. I would have thought that someone, you know, as smart as you would have figured this out. Come on, Whoopi. You're better than this, Whoopi. I know your heart. <laughs> Fuck. Mind-numbing. So it's two weeks in the naughty corner then for Whoopi. <laughs> I guess that's the way we're dealing with it. So it was an educational moment. It was an educational moment for the little boys and girls who watched The View at 10 in the morning because they got a chance to learn about something that's offensive to yet another person. <laughs> okay. And I think Whoopi Goldberg getting a two-week suspension. We're putting her in the naughty corner so she can think about... They literally said in the press release so she can think about her uh, what she's done. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. When, the, when there are no uniting strains between these disparate groups on the internet and in real life at this point in 2022, in current year... <laughs> Surely everyone can unite on the fact that surely it must be grading by now to constantly be being spoken to like, you know, fucking adolescents by the media, by people in government, by authorities, whoever it is. They're, they're hooked on talking to society as though society was a group of children. Now, surely we can all agree on that, can we not? Now, you might like the fact that you're getting spoken to as though you were a 12-year-old. You know, you might enjoy that. You might be that kind of a person who just needs that reassurance all the time, the pats on the back and what have you. Good for you, man. But for everyone else, aren't you sick of it yet? Come on. Surely it must be getting close. Look, the ignorant viewers of The View, this was a good chance for them to learn about uh, the Holocaust, and we've put Whoopi in the naughty corner for two weeks so she can think about what she's done. 
uh, something else and something that maybe we need to start putting behind us. Really? Mm. Which is this, this unbelievable need to punish and judge people. And <laughs> Coming up after the break, why Joe Rogan's podcast should be shredded and burned and consigned to the dustbin of history. Coming up after the break, why Alex Jones should never again be seen or heard on the internet. (laughs) I think we've got to put this punishment idea behind us. What good does punishment do anyway? I don't know. Why have you been advocating for it all this time then if you didn't think it was such a good idea? Hmm. Curious. Curious. When they've made a mistake or when they've learned something out in the open with the learning, public Learning, yeah, a, a learning moment. That's what we're calling these indiscretions from now on. And again, we're back to, you know, creating false dichotomies 101, boys and girls. Instead of just saying, you know, instead of just reporting the fact, like, no, 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 it's if we like the person, then redemption is clear because it was a learning moment, right? If we dislike the person, it's an unacceptable act that must not be tolerated. It doesn't matter what the person does, it matters who the person is, and that's the way it's always been and the way it'll always be. And nobody's surprised by it anymore. Just humoured. Watching. It is hard for some people to evolve or to make a mistake in front of a national audience. Evolve? Did she just say Whoopi Goldberg needs to evolve? Holy shit, Roseanne. Fuck. Seriously? Wow. Wow. Everyone. You can take the girl out of the Slavic country, but you can't take the Slavic out of the girl. Can you? What a racist thing for the Polish girl to say. <laughs> On this show, or at least I'll speak for myself. It's okay, happened. Yeah, what a novel idea. I'll speak for myself for a change. Instead of saying all women this and all black people that and all white men this and all black men that and all professors this and all scientists that and all of the rest of them. Instead of doing that, you know what? (laughs) I just had this crazy idea. Why don't I speak for myself for once? (laughs) Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. The Mickabot just achieved uh, self-awareness, ladies and gentlemen. Skynet is up and running. Let's go. Launch that satellite into space, baby. It's very hard. It's horrifying. Horrifying. It's chilling. It's It's gut-wrenching. It's horrifying. It's chilling. It's gut-wrenching. Let's go. Let's fucking go. (laughs) Yes. Come on. Give me more. It's horrifying. It's chilling. It's (laughs) gut-wrenching. Is this a commentary on Whoopi Goldberg's self-awareness or the flyer for a fucking horror movie? What's going on here? It's sentient. (laughs) It knows where it is and what it's doing. We should all be very, very, very cautious approaching Mickabot. I'll speak for myself. It's happened. It's very hard. It's horrifying. Horrifying. It's chilling. Chilling. It's gut-wrenching. Gut-wrenching. You hate Hate. when you've said something that's hurt people. It is the worst thing that can happen uh, in a career. 
And so I I really feel like, especially at The View, where they're... But, Mika, what if the people you're offending live in places like, say, Oklahoma and Kansas? What about that? (laughs) Do we care then? Because I don't think we do. You know, it's gut-wrenching, it's chilling, it's horrifying when you upset people. Unless they live in the middle of the country, then they're dumb hicks and rubes. (laughs) And who gives a fuck what they think? Idiots. Fucking redneck idiots out there, hicks. Chewing their straw, fucking their cows, whatever they do. (laughs) Fucking idiots. (laughs) You know, it's gut-wrenching when you upset someone else who's in the similar fucking liberal gas-bagging corporate left circles. Showbiz liberals. (laughs) Those fucking parties. Oh, gross. No, thank you. Corporate liberals. Monopolising. Corporate liberals monopolising. Right? Got to get Joe Rogan off the air. We can't allow it. We can't have him out there. That's our money he's taking. Those are our listeners he's got. That's my market share that he's got. What are we going to do about it? (laughs) Corporate liberals. I'm worried when I upset one of those. Not the rest of you fucking hicks. (laughs) When you've said something that's hurt people. It is the worst thing that can happen. Worst thing that can happen. uh, In a career. And so I, I really feel like, especially at The View... Wh- or, or for a career, if you upset the wrong people. Eh? Interesting that she threw the career in there. She said it's one of the worst things that can happen, and then she kind of tacked on to the end of it. Did you hear that? In your career. Oh, but not in, in life. You can just, you know, fuck with people as much as you want. That doesn't matter. But if it happens professionally, if you upset the wrong people, whoever they may be... Whoever they might be. You know, whoever's in charge, running the show kind of thing. If you upset them, then that, that is the, one of the worst things you can do in your career. It would be heart-wrenching and gut-wrenching and chilling because you might lose your job. I understand. And never work again. You might get Roseanne, right? Wouldn't that be fun? So she's not wrong. In your career, yep. It's gut-wrenching. You hate when you've said something that's hurt people. It is the worst thing that can happen uh, in a career. (laughs) In a career. By the way, if you do it in your personal life, well, that's fine. No one cares. (laughs) So I I really feel like, especially at The View, where Mm. their show is based on arguments. It's based on debates. Whoa, that's a stretch. The high-level, high-IQ standard of debate over there on The View. Joy Behar saying, everyone's a Russian spy. You know. What are we doing this week? Nuking nuking Russia or something? I don't know. What are we talking about now, ladies? Yes, the debate is what happens on The View. Thorough, thorough debate. (laughs) Analyzing the events of the day with a cold, focused, uh, you know, unbiased sense of professionalism. They're like surgeons out there, rhetorical surgeons, diverse opinions. Exactly. (laughs) 
This is where people come if they want debate, not places like Joe Rogan. <laughs> they go to The View. Imagine the producers of The View thinking, look, if we could only get Joe Rogan off the air, we're going to get a big chunk of his audience. <laughs> well, see, what The View is about, it's about, in you know, it's about debate and having long conversations about complicated ideas. Not like the guy over there who's flogging horse medicine. <laughs> Who needs to be removed for misinformation, mind you, because he's dangerous. Here's a petition signed by 100 scientists. They all agree he must be removed post-haste because his dangerous misinformation is causing inappropriate and problematic reactions for the idiots who live out there in Oklahoma and Kansas who were allowed to insult because they don't matter. <laughs> They're not really people. Not in our corporate left circles at our corporate left dinner parties. It's in, based on making it's based on making moments, hmm. and they're making pushed moments. to do that. Yep. And I hope that there is some learning for everybody on the show. Everyone's in the eyes of these people. Everyone is a twelve-year-old child. They can't help. They think they are society's mummy. You want, you want to know what the corporate left is in practical terms, like on the ground at our level? It's mum licking the handkerchief and trying to wipe your face with it, you know, when you're standing out the front of the school, like grabbing you by the scruff of the neck, going, come here. <laughs> Go away, mum. That's what the corporate left does to us. Now you're going to have some learning. You're getting two weeks in the naughty corner. It's a good opportunity for you to get educated, okay? Okay, this is the way, we're, this is the way they're treating you. Look, we've come out with some new rules today, okay? You can't dance or sing. No dancing. Sit down, Timmy. Sit down, little Donald. <laughs> Sit down, Joseph Rogan. <laughs> there will be no singing or dancing. Are you listening to me, young man? If you don't do what I say, there'll be no internet for a month. I'll put you in the naughty corner. Aren't you over it? Haven't you had enough? Regardless of who you vote for, aren't you sick of that? Let's start there. Great, you're great. Yeah, great. In terms of yeah. grace, no. in terms grace. of forgiveness, so much grace. In terms of more of a space of Graceful. kindness. I know that. I've may never, not I've never heard it. Like, let's be fair here. I've never heard her described as the graceful Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> she's got many redeeming qualities, and she's got a lot. You know. There's, she's, there's a lot of things about her that people really like, which is why she's popular. I get that. But I've never heard her described as the graceful Whoopi Goldberg, I must admit. Not make as many ratings, but, you know, this is, this is something that is just going to, like, start getting ridiculous. I mean, if Whoopi well. Goldberg is cancelled, that would be, that would be the, I mean, that would be the end of this all. This cancel yeah. culture... That would be the end. <laughs> Very ominous prediction on Morning Joe. Is this what we're talking about when people are having their coffee and toast? <laughs> Look, if they cancel Whoopi Goldberg, it will be the end of everything we know <laughs> to be true. <laughs> their world will turn upside down. Hey, it'll be an educational opportunity, Mika. It'll be a good opportunity for you and your audience to learn. So 
don't look at it as cancel culture. There's no such thing as cancel culture. It's just an opportunity for you to be educated, right? We're just going to put her in the naughty corner for a month or two, <laughs> okay? And look, if we get rid of her altogether, you know, you'll be taught. You'll you'll understand that, um, you know, unless you kind of agree with us, well, I guess you, you're all okay with that then. And you're going to be outside the tent next, Mika. This is the way it works, darling. Sweetheart. Sweet Mika. With a heart of gold. Butter wouldn't melt in her mouth. You know? Oh, honey. It's a, oh, honey. <laughs> if, if they cancel Whoopi Goldberg, it'll be the end of everything. Wow, they're catching on, hey? <laughs> View where their show is based on arguments. They're, it's based on debates. It's in, based on making... It, uh, it's, based on making moments. moments and they're pushed to do that and I hope that there is some learning for everybody on the show well, great, you're great, yeah, great. in terms of really? grace great. in terms of forgiveness, forgiveness. in terms of more Gotta of a forgive. space of kindness Gotta I forgive. know that may not make as many ratings yeah. but you know this is <laughs> this is something that yes. is just going to like start yep. getting ridiculous. Is it and really? It, it's going to start getting ridiculous. Whoopi Goldberg, interesting take, is cancelled. Mm. That would be what? that would be the I mean that, that would, would be, be the, the end. end of this all. This cancel culture yeah. Yeah. is getting so out of hand. Is it really? There are so many positives. He doesn't know what to say. Joe doesn't want to open his mouth. Because he knows he will be the next one on the fucking chopping block if he says anything in that moment. He's like, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. He's just, please, can we cut to commercial? Cancel culture yeah. Yeah. is okay. getting... Okay, shut your fucking face, Mika, all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Shut your fucking mouth, Mika, all right? Shut the fuck up. Let's go to commercial. You're in there. You're in there smoking your meth, coming up with stories. So out of hand. There are so many positives, yep. Joe, that positives. could happen out of this. He's not interested. <laughs> mistake. And right. instead, I right. feel like it's, good. it's headed good. in the wrong direction. Well, they- good stories. Okay, good stuff. There you have it. The outrage for Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, cut to scene, though, because this was sent through to me. So let's have a look at the right-wing outrage over Whoopi Goldberg. So you saw the MSNBC kind of corporate left version. Now, let's see the retiree, um, you know, urinary tract infection version on Fox News. Whoopi Goldberg apologizing again after her initial really? attempt seemed to be almost as controversial as the comments that sparked it. Yeah, because re- remember, the apology is never good enough. It's not about the apology. Demanding apologies is not about power. Uh, pardon me. It is about power. It's not about feeling better or, you know, acknowledging that a, a wrong has been done. In this media political landscape, demanding apologies is all about, you know, parading someone around like they were in the back of a cart in a medieval town and let an opportunity for the townsfolk to throw tomatoes at them. The demanding of the apology is about, you know, like a humiliation ritual. And and the person can say, I have the power to make you denounce your own speech. That's what I can do. So you will come out and you will retract your statement. I will decide what you can and can't say. That's what it's about. And if I'm wrong, then show me one occasion where someone has made an apology and then the aggrieved party has said, okay, I accept your apology and moved on. They never do. One example would be when Laura Ingram, uh, she took a couple of shots at David Hogg, remember? 
And he came out and he was like, you know, you, I'm demanding an apology. It's not good enough. She came out the next day and she said, look, you know what? I pulled the wrong rein on that one. I apologize. Sorry, I shouldn't have gone that far, right? And what was his response? It was predictably, of course, well, I don't accept that apology. It's not good enough. So now we're coming after all your sponsors. And they did. (laughs) Didn't take all of them down, but they got a couple of scalps. And that was that. So this is the same thing again. Here we are again. Whoopi Goldberg apology, not fucking good enough. After her first apology seemed to be worse than the actual statement itself. (laughs) She's apologised again. Look what we're making her do. It's just the way it is. When she tried to justify her claims that the Holocaust was not about race. Okay. And it went on and on. I'm Harris Faulkner. This is Outnumbered. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Kaylee McEnany and Emily Campagno, Fox News correspondent Jillian Turner, and in the center seat today, host of Sunday Night in America, former Congressman Trey Gowdy is rocking our house. Rocking the (laughs) Trey Gowdy's rocking the house. Rock the Casbah. Rock the Casbah. It's a party. Trey Gowdy's here. Never heard that before, have you? (laughs) Trey just got here. Let's fucking roll the kegs out. Hello. Hello. Goldberg's shocking moments and comments came shocking as the new moments, host comments, were discussing a Tennessee school board's decision to remove a novel uh-huh. about the Holocaust from its curriculum. Gotcha. Was this a racist move? Was Probably. the question. That was the topic. Yes. Well, no, according no. to Whoopi Goldberg. Oh. And then, oh, the cringe-worthy explanation why. <laughs> Speaking of cringe. Oh, the overacting Trey Gowdy bringing it in hot. Speaking of cringeworthy. <laughs> Let's be truthful about it because Please. the Holocaust isn't about race. No. It's about man's inhumanity to man. It's about a lot of things. Okay. <laughs> it's about a lot of things. It's about a lot of things and not about a lot of things as well. There are things that happen. <laughs> and things that did not. It's about a lot of things and it's not about a lot of things. All right? I'm not saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Here's really where it gets her co-hosts were then calling her out. Calling her out. Still created an international uproar. International in a- uproar. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all feeding from the same slop bucket, just from different ends. And they're all the same. MSNBC, CNN, and on the other side, doesn't matter. They're all eating the same fucking scraps. The same potato peels. They just stand at other ends of the fucking trough. (laughs) International outrage. Love it. We're then calling her out. But the comments still created an international uproar. International uproar. You know, outside the studio where they live. Really? So Whoopi tried to... (laughs) Snarky bitches in the morning, aren't they? Ooh. Don't they get bitchy in the mornings? You know, Mika, Mika Brzezinski, the genius, wants us to watch more daytime TV. <laughs> I 
I don't think it's going to work out as, as well as you'd hope. This is what the, this is what voters are consuming. This is what voters who don't work are consuming during the day, ladies and gentlemen. While you're slaving away, doing what you do, you might be fucking installing pipelines or something. You're out there getting your hands dirty, right? You know, the women who don't work are at home watching this. <laughs> watching this stuff. Outrage. Cancel culture. It's gone too far. Fuck Joe Rogan. We need to watch The View more often. It's about education. Just pure, pure garbage. Hot, steaming garbage. Clean things up on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Girl Scout friends. Yeah. Watch. Let's have a look. I feel being black when we talk about race, it's kind of dressed like a judge. Mm -hmm. So I said that I, I've maybe this is about getting on the Supreme Court. I mean, look at the outfit. Chief Justice Whoopi Goldberg does have a ring to it, doesn't it? Felt that the Holocaust wasn't about race. Right. Mm -hmm. This wasn't this wasn't based on the skin. You couldn't tell who was Jewish. Mm -hmm. They had to delve deeply to figure it out. If the Klan is coming down the street, mm -hmm. and I'm standing with a Jewish friend, and neither one—it's it's making my asshole itch, and I'm not offended by it whatsoever. It's just the the ritual. The explanations and the rationalizings and oh. <laughs> so awkward and uncomfortable. Semper Reloaded with the diamond. Thank you for joining us, sir. Uh, Semper Reloaded's on YouTube. He's on D Lives. He's on all the platforms. Give him a follow. He was streaming yesterday. Might be streaming today. I'm not sure. Suspending Black Lady on first day of Black History Month. That's true. That's true. They didn't respect. You got to step right. You've know, you got to get real. You've got to represent. This is no way to represent Black History Month, I would have thought. Let's carry on here. We haven't even heard the outrage from the panel yet. Remember what I said earlier about how they try to one-up each other? I haven't seen this clip. I'm just, I'm assuming that's going to happen because it always does on these fucking news shows. One, well, I'm going to run. <laughs> <laughs> but if my friend decides not to run... They'll get passed by most times because you can't what? tell who's Jewish. Well, I mean, that's why they made them wear little things on their arm. Didn't, didn't they all have, didn't they all have like a marker sewn onto their jackets, their winter jackets for that reason? Oh, there's one, you know. And um, now, Whoopi, tell us again how you would like the unvaccinated to wear some kind of identification when they're walking around out there. Tell us again about that. Because, I mean, how can you tell them apart? They all look the same. They, the unvaxxed just look like normal people, so they should be forced to, you know, wear something on their person that identifies them as unvaccinated because they could have diseases. Right? In an unrelated topic... <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg today, in an unrelated topic, seemed to be endorsing mask mandates yet again. Just last hour, she tried to clean it up again All right. on The View. It is indeed isn't about... It, isn't it cute? Isn't it cute when Fox News tries to manufacture outrage like the other stations do? They're not... They're just not as good. They've picked this, like... 
they, they're picking these moments and presenting it to you like, look, this is something you need to be really upset about. And it's not the one. It's not the one. The MSNBCs and the CNNs of the world are far better at manufacturing outrage because, you know, they've they've been far better at this, like, manipulation game for a long time. They're selling a different product. It's, it, it's an easier product to sell. White supremacy, um, disinformation, Russian trolls, right? You're trying to... Now, the angle you're taking to try and kind of take a scalp back, create your own outrage cycle and get your own kind of circulations doesn't have the same venom, doesn't have the same juice, you know what I mean? It's lacking. Just last hour, she tried to clean it up again. Really? On the view. How solemn is this? It is indeed about race, because Hitler and the Nazis considered Jews to be an inferior race. Right. Now, words matter, and mine are no exception. Really? I regret my comments. Because you've got a good heart. That's why. Because you cannot question Whoopi's heart, can you? He's got a heart of gold. As I said, and I stand corrected. Yeah. I also stand with the Jewish people really? as they know and y'all know because yeah. I've always y'all. done that. I love when we start talking folksy again. <laughs> I still don't hate Whoopi. I don't hate Whoopi Goldberg. I don't watch The View. <laughs> I'm not interested, but I don't hate her. So again, not offended. So Whoopi's, Whoopi's doing her thing. That's what she does. Unless the KKK is nearby, in which case you will go. leave them on the... Look at Kaylee McInerney is, like, <laughs> doing a very... <sighs> She's outraged. She's doing outrage face on, in the bottom left-hand corner there. Look, look at the bottom right-hand corner, lady. <laughs> look at that. She's physically... She's actually biting her lip. It's so uncomfortable to talk about. They'd be thinking through their mind, what is the best way for me to feign outrage at this without upsetting somebody else? That's, it would be a it would be a moment of fear, because you know you can't say the wrong thing. What a remember, upsetting someone is the most gut wrenching, chilling experience that you can have, especially you know in your career. So you don't want to upset the wrong people, whoever they may be. Whoever they may be, you know, I don't know who they are. There's really no they, you know, it's just a group of people. <laughs> Can't, you mustn't upset. It's bad for your career if you upset the boss. And I think that's a pretty common sense thing. Nothing wrong. A curb. Trey. Tell us, Trey. Get the you party know, I, started, I have a couple of pretty simple rules in life, Harris. Uh, don't ever compare anything to slavery. Okay. Don't ever compare anything to to the Holocaust. Really? And if you're a man, don't compare anything to pregnancy. Uh, what have they done to him? <laughs> what have they done to Trey Gowdy? <laughs> they took the old. They took the old fucking. Uh, they took the old guard dog, took him back around the farm shed and cut his nuts off for the South <laughs> The old Senate attack dog. He got clipped and he's never been the same since. He's a lot calmer now. He just kind of lasers about in the sun and licks himself where his balls used to be. He really misses them balls. <laughs> but it had to be done. Well done.
That's rule number one. <laughs> rule number two, if you're going to apologize... So wait, so rule... Just so rule number one had three rules in it. <laughs> so I've got three rules. Rule number one is these three rules. Rule number two, it's a lot of rules. I don't think that... You can't do it that way. That's not the way it works. If you're a man, don't compare anything to pregnancy. Okay. Uh, that's rule number one. So rule number compare one... Compare anything... I have a couple of pretty simple rules in life, rules. Harris. Uh, couple of don't rules. ever compare anything to slavery. One. Don't hmm. ever compare anything to to the Holocaust. Two. And if you're a man, don't compare anything to pregnancy. Okay, that's three. Uh, that's I counted three rule rules. number one. Yeah. Rule number two... Rule number two. No, we're up four. Rule number four. <laughs> Then just apologize. Just don't apologize. explain it. Don't try to mitigate it. Apologize and right. ask for forgiveness. Uh, okay. And number three, as a culture, five. we have number got five. to do a better job of figuring out who is just famous and who actually knows what he or she is talking Ooh. about. Because sometimes we confuse <laughs> the two. Wow. Wow. Bring in the heat. Bring in the heat, Trey Gowdy. That's why he's the party starter. Trey Gowdy never fails. Get in there. Get in there. There's some fight in the old neutered dog yet. Ow. Who got hit by that drop, Mike? Emily? <laughs> Did you hear that one? Wow. Who got hit? <laughs> Quote, wow. Who got hit by that drop, Mike? <laughs> you mean Mike drop? You mean Mike drop, don't you? Who got hit by that drop, Mike? Oof. <laughs> you know, I think we need to be watching more daytime television, don't you? Because the, there's a, there's opportunities to be educated. <laughs> oh, wow. Who got hit by that drop, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Rowdy Gowdy in the chat. <laughs> Fucking rowdy, gowdy piper. Emily? <laughs> uh, definitely Whoopi did, I think. And yeah, Trey, to your point, I loved her as Oda May, absolutely, but I find it really difficult to listen to the things that come out of her mouth and have, frankly, for decades. And I just... Decades. I've sailed the seven seas. <laughs> I've shared the stage with all the best. Like it, it did for me. They're coming after you now, Whoopi. <laughs> to all of China. Just wonder... You know, where are the calls for the boycott and the cancellation oh. from the left? Because oh. they seem to be absolutely on fire when Gina Carano put out... So we're outraged that the other group isn't outraged enough. I've heard that one before, haven't you? I didn't have to travel the world. You know what? <laughs> we're not so different, are we, people? Here we have them getting outraged. What were, what were we talking about at the start of this little segment? If you don't share the outrage of the outraged party, then in their eyes, you may as well be the one who committed the outraged offence in the first place. They put you in the same category. And now here we are again. Well, you know what the real problem is? It's the left aren't as angry as we are. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's the problem? You know, what we really need to talk about is their lack of outrage over there. <laughs> oh, God. You just want more, don't you? Give me more, give me more, give me more. Fucking hilarious. With equivocating Holocaust remarks, right? She was Holocaust from remarks. Disney. Yep. What about the internal investigation that was launched by CBS after Sharon Osbourne's on-camera comments? We've yet, I think, to see a statement from ABC, however, on this. And What, they haven't said something? They haven't denied it yet, have they? 
if they don't say anything, it's because they're running away. <laughs> if they say something, it's the wrong thing to say. They shouldn't say anything. Suzanne Barr fired from ABC and her entire show canceled yep. after a tweet she posted. Kirstie yes, Alley, the list goes on. Yep. I do not see that same level of, of total offensiveness and outrage and mm. uproar yep. from the left because Whoopi is one of their own. Ah, uh, okay. Look, Hot takes. Breaking news here on the Daily Boogie, ladies and gentlemen. What do you know? What do you know? People protect their own. What do you know? What do you know? People with political leanings will defend their favourite political people regardless of what they do. Back to you, Bob. <laughs> what a revelation. You know, I think we should be watching more daytime TV, don't you? We can learn so much. There's so many learning opportunities to be had. Whoopi has a lot of talent. She's done a lot of different movies. She's great. I mean, that, Whoopi's great. We love her. <laughs> Which character she plays or any yeah. of that. Doesn't matter. Right now Anything. she's playing real life. Real and life, Jillian, baby. That's I, real I wonder G. how they get on in there. And I've been on that show as a guest. Yep. They get together. They talk about what the topics are, just like we do on this one. Uh -huh. And you get a feel for where people are coming from. It's unscripted, so you can't know all of it, yep. obviously. <clears throat> yep. But who thought that she could handle that topic? Mm. Like, well, like, who? <laughs> And clearly there's a huge risk that ignorance uh, uh, is going to poke through because, frankly, Harris, anybody is gonna who says through. that the Holocaust was not about race is, is not just incredibly insensitive, oh. but incredibly ignorant. Oh. Now, not only is it insensitive, it's also ignorant. Okay. So... The position is, you're an asshole for being dumb, basically. You're a, you're a jerk for not knowing better. Look, you you know better than this. I expect so much better than you. I ca I can't believe that someone as smart as you is you know going along with this. Come on, mate, you're better than that. You're better than that. You know better than that. <laughs> Um, it's Again, it's the 12-year-old treatment. It doesn't matter. You know, if it be CNN, MSNBC, it doesn't matter if it's Fox News. You, everyone's talking to us like we're 12-year-old children. Everyone. And I, I say again, aren't you sick of it? <laughs> Regardless of who you go for, which team you go for, aren't you, just, aren't you sick of just that? Light a bonfire important to remind people, and I guess we have to right now, so I'm going to do it, that Hitler and the Nazis got to define the terms of the Holocaust. Oh. They got to categorize Jews as a race and use that as a qualification to murder nearly 11 million. 11 million? <laughs> okay. Okay. 11 million today. Ooh. And we... And we do you reckon she was trying to figure out what number she wanted to say or what the number was? <laughs> Murdered, you know, but 11 million. 11? Because facts matter, of course. Listen here, children. Topics are just like we do on this one. And you get a feel for where people are coming from. It's unscripted, so you can't know all of it, obviously. But who thought that she could handle that topic? Like, well, like who? Well, let me tell you and something. clearly there's a huge risk that ignorance is going to poke ignorance. through. Because frankly, Harris, yeah. anybody so who says that the Holocaust there. was not about race is, is not just 
incredibly insensitive, yeah. but incredibly ignorant. Yeah. Um, it's important to remind people, and I guess we have to right now, yeah. so I'm going to do it. Okay. That Hitler remind and the Nazis us. got to define the terms of the Holocaust. They, they got they? to categorize Jews as a race yeah. and use that as a qualification really? to murder yeah. nearly 11 million people. Yes, Foggy. I wonder who got hit by that drop mic. During World War II, the vast majority of them Jewish. Okay. So to say that the Holocaust was not about race, again, mm -hmm. is incredibly ignorant. All I right. will point out yep. um, that there has been an ongoing debate among the Jewish American community oh. for decades yep. about how we define ourselves. Right. Do we define our Judaism as a religion, as a nationality, mm. yeah. as a race? And mm. that is ongoing. Really? Um, Haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. There's a debate. We're not quite sure. I mean, look, we've only been, we've only been a you know a tribe for what ten thousand years? How long? How long are the Bible stories go back? <laughs> you know, <laughs> in the beginning there was the heaven and the earth, and then pretty much there was someone walking around going, "Oh boy, Clayton." <laughs> so we haven't figured it out yet. We we still haven't decided if it's a religion thing or a race thing, but. You just said that they got to define what it was, didn't you? So shouldn't we be using... So, man, are you using Hitler's definition? <laughs> Seems odd. So you admit that there's a debate. See, uh, again, like, are we fucking goldfish or what? Are we parrots? So you, you're being told simultaneously that... It, to say that it's not about race, right? is like the most heinous, chilling, what were the words? Chilling, gut-wrenching, you know, the international outrage caused by it to say it's not about race. But then in the same fucking soundbite, say, look, we've actually been debating it ourselves and we don't know. <laughs> the Mary Stephane and the Diamond, she should, not, she should know what they can't figure out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're angry because Whoopi Goldberg doesn't agree with us, yet we don't agree with ourselves. Negative. I am a meat popsicle. Yes. <laughs> but nobody questions what the Holocaust is about right. unless you're stupid. Oh, okay. So you're so you're stupid if you don't agree with my position that we can't agree on ourselves. Good. Good news. Good newsing over there at Fox. Well done, angry Fox News lady. You shook that'll show them. You know what? I expect better from you. You're better than this. Come on, you're smarter than that. Wow. All right, let's flash back here. Flashbacks. Whoopi Goldberg defending Mel Gibson against allegations of racism back Please. in 2010. Yes. I know Mel, and I know he's not a racist. I have yeah. had a long but, friendship but I, the, with the, Mel. With I Mel. just want to clear the, the point that I want to really make out. Let me finish okay. this, please. Okay. Please. Is that you can say he's being an bone head. head, but I... Going back to 2010. 
<laughs> Don't we have anything more recent, you know? Going back to 2010. So what? This is this is now what they're doing. They're doing the MSNBC angle. They're doing the same trickery. Now we're going to give you a backstory. We're going to collect all of these little snippets and we're going to show not only did Whoopi Goldberg uh, say the wrong thing, which is the wrong thing because we can't figure out whether it's the wrong thing or not. <laughs> she said it's not about race. How dare she? She should be cancelled for that. Are we a race? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. So she's done it. So now we need to now we need to show like a pattern of anti-Semitic behaviour throughout the years. And defending Mel Gibson, I mean, that was a bridge too far back then, was it not? Clearly she hates Jews now. <laughs> I can't sit and say that he's a racist, yeah. having spent time with him in my house with my kids. I yeah. can't say it. No. And so I really just need to say that. Okay. You know, okay, that. I don't I like what he's done. Make no mistake. Kaylee. So, what, is that a bad thing, what she just said then? Huh? Is that is that bad, is it? Is that is this an outrage, is it? Should we be angry at Whoopi Goldberg for saying that 10 years, 12 years ago? Why exactly? It's probably the most reasonable thing she said in 10 years, isn't it? Look, I can't say Mel Gibson's a racist because he's I've, he's been in my house and played with my kids. Like, I can, it's wrong. I don't like what he did, but he's not a racist. <laughs> How dare she? <laughs> Fox News getting upset that Whoopi Goldberg isn't outraged. <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> yeah. so the, 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 the outrage cycles are like a tennis match. But just like a tennis match, you can't watch it too long. You'll get a sore neck. You just need to watch a couple of sets, a couple of couple of minutes here and there, and then step back out again. Get out of the way. Quiet, please. <laughs> Uh, you know, when in that introduction, Harris, when you played those three sound bites, it was several yes, attempts at an apology, yep. and just one word came to mind: cringeworthy. cringeworthy. You know, as, as Trey said, when you mm -hmm. have an apology, you just apologize. Don't go on and try to explain it no. or mitigate it. No. Um, but there was a really good piece on this in the Federalist um, by Eva Barlow, and she said this, and I think it hits at the heart of the matter, at least for me. <laughs> Here's somebody else with an opinion, so I'm going to sub them in, tag in the journalist. All right, up you get. But Kaylee, Kaylee, you're on the show because people want to hear your comments. Not, I can read the thing myself if I want to. If I want to know what was written in the Federalist, I'll pick myself up a copy. I thought we were here for you, sweetheart. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me on the show. Here's what somebody else said, and I'm going to say that I 100% agree with them. Okay. Okay. Let's see why. Okay. Well, I would normally say let's hear what Kaylee says, but. That's not applicable now. So let's hear uh, what this other person thinks. Nonsense arguments like Gold Goldberg's lead to the very kernel mm -hmm. of leftist anti-Semitism. And oh, it good. reminded me of some of the things that we've heard mm -hmm. in Congress from Ilhan Omar yep. saying, Il uh, saying Israel has hypnotized the world, yeah. she tweeted. Uh, she said it's That's all... Pretty... That, was, that was a hell of a day, wasn't it? Remember when Ila Ilhan Omar <laughs> tweeted, Israel has hypnotized the world? <laughs> Fuck. Kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
that's the sweet irony of it all. The sweet irony of it all is, you know, the legitimate, uh, like, kind of neo-Nazi types have more in common with Ilan Omar than they do with Donald Trump. <laughs> that's the lovely part about... That's the delicious part about all of these little, in you know, incursions when these little groups clash with each other. It's just one of the wonderful things that can happen. It's like magic. About the Benjamins, she went on to say that Israel seeks allegiance from American legislatures. We've really? heard oh similar God. remarks from Rashida Tlaib. What did she say on that Facebook? If you support an anti-BDS bill that you forgot which really? country you represent. Wow. And uh, Rashida Tlaib even used the words calming. Calm in, in Can you believe what she said? And then I blocked her. Sentence. Okay. I mean, this is the and then she blocked my cousin. No this is the kind of stuff that has no place in the mother's group on Facebook. you have... We shouldn't like be Goldberg's. like these comments that people are saying. As, it shouldn't Eva, be allowed. It's not right. It's very upsetting. We've seen so much anti-Semitism out there. I, I want to add another one to kind of the stack that we're talking about. These flashbacks. Mm -hmm. Whoopi Goldberg's words. Yeah. Do you guys remember this when she said that Jay Z, Jay -Z. would have been justified hitting Solange? What? Who? What? Back during the elevator incident in 2014. <sighs> just, just watch. Okay. Better be good. I think Solange was quite ready for him to do whatever he was going to do. She was. But you know, this is the thing. If anybody hits you, you have the right. I know that many people are raised in a very different way. But if a woman hits you, to me, you have the right to hit her back. I've kept my feelings grounded. Uh, am I supposed to hate Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> Is that what you're trying to tell me? She's got the fucking she's got Sean Connery energy. What are you talking about? By these high walls. Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny Fox News trying to turn her into a villain using these clips? <laughs> the clips they choose are <laughs> Her saying that she doesn't hate Mel Gibson and he's not a racist because he's played with the kids. And if a woman hits a man, then he's got a right to punch her in the face. <laughs> if you hit him, then what do you expect? <laughs> Equal rights, I guess, yeah. And uh, hang on, are we supposed to be angry at Whoopi? <laughs> really? Okay. Interesting take. And if that ain't love. To be honest, with the evidence you're presenting me here, it's going to be difficult for me to get upset by this. Just got to, just putting it out there. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg, based Whoopi. How do you like that? Uh, I don't normally dig the Babylon Bee. It's just, I don't have anything against it. It's just, it doesn't make me laugh. It's not, not my kind of humor, I guess. Whatever that is. Um, but I did kind of get a little laugh out of this just because <laughs> the, the headline. While watching The View in Hell, Hitler surprised to learn Holocaust wasn't about race. <laughs> hell, reports are coming out from the fiery underworld that even Adolf Hitler, the fascist dictator who was responsible for starting World War II, well, that's... I'm not sure who started it, really. And killing six million Jews was caught by surprise when he heard Whoopi Goldberg's comments that the Holocaust he started was, quote, not about race. Trudeau claims truckers only hate him because he's black. <laughs> there you go. Fantastic stuff. All right. 
More outrage, of course, but outrage from a different source this time. I'm sure many of you have already seen this clip, but let's roll tape. You know, this whole crap with this cancel culture and the... Shut up! Shit! Shut the fuck up! Snowball fight! Snowball fight! Again, this is the reason I find this funny again is this this is the same guy who was telling you there's no such thing as cancel culture. There is no point arguing with these people because the argument is not the reason that they're in there. That's not their objective. Your objective is to, you know, debate and free exchange of ideas and argument and I'll change minds. You're not, you won't, you won't. They're not programmed to be open to having their mind changed. They're kind of led around by the shepherd. They're the lost lambs of modern life. And they'll just, there's no point arguing with them because they'll just automatically shift position. They'll, they'll, it's like you'd be in the trenches, you know, fighting with them. And then at the drop of a hat, when their commander says so, Commander Lemon or whoever his name, whatever his name might be, Private Rappaport here. When they give the command, they just switch and turn the guns on you. And they say, okay, now you're the one with the wrong opinion. It's like, hang on. (laughs) All you fucking mother, all you Trump motherfuckers out there, you fucking Trump voters, you're taking cancel culture too far, okay? (laughs) That's what it's going to become. Mark my words, save this post. That's what we're heading towards. The MSNBCs and the Rappaport will be doing streams going... You know what? You Trump motherfuckers with your cancel culture shit, you're taking shit too far. That's not what America's about. You're fucking fascist motherfuckers. (laughs) And they know, you know, because you'll be like, you fucking goddamn weaselly, snaky hypocrites. That'll be your gut feel. But they know that five years, you know, for the last five years, they've been saying, There's no such thing as cancel culture, you fucking fascist motherfuckers. There's responsibility for opening your fat fucking mouth, you fucking Trump motherfuckers, right? That's what it's been for five years. And now today, all of a sudden, Whoopi Goldberg on the block. We decide to shift gear. We turn to the person in the trench next to us. We point the gun at them and we say, "Why, why are you causing this fucking war, you piece of shit? You've taken this fucking cancel culture shit too far, you motherfuckers. And I love it. So, with that, you know, in that vein, here he is, Michael Rappaport, giving us an update from the streets, because he's a man on the streets, and someone happens to wander past, and it looks like a big fucking huge giant snowball smack right in the back of the fucking head. (laughs) Followed by the person, the alleged snowball thrower because he he did really well he couldn't get on camera he got the snow on the camera so he gets off scot-free it was more of like a a street gorilla attack a gorilla snowball walks past bang hits him and the camera at the same time white outs the camera gets the fuck out of there no harm done genius saw him saw a window of opportunity and pried it open he embraced eternity Whole crap with this cancel culture and the. Shut up! Shit! Shut the fuck up! 
Nobody wants to hear it. Fucker, I've been talking all fucking week. Coming right my fucking head, asshole. Damn it. Might be fake, but don't care. Probably is. Everything is these days, isn't it? All right, let's get into this. Ladies and gentlemen, got to check in. Bri, Bri, it's been a while since we covered Mr. Stelter. Let's be fair here. But Brian has been coming up with some hot takes when it, in regards to the Joe Rogan situation. Now, it must be said, this ain't new. Rogan and Stelter have been kind of nibbling at each other for quite some time, for years, right? This is a flashback from an old uh, Rogan. Yes. They're like, hey, please deplatform the people who I don't like because, you know, oh, they're they're saying things that are conspiracy theories. And by the way, they use that anything. They use it so loosely. Brian Stelter talking to the press secretary saying, what are we doing wrong? What are we doing wrong? Like, hey, you're supposed to be a hey, journalist. Hey, motherfucker. And they Not- wonder why they get no views. But it's not even that. It's like they're they're obviously being told a certain amount of what to do. And, I mean, maybe he'd be an interesting guy if he had his own podcast. Maybe he could just rely on his own personality and be himself. Oh. <laughs> Look at the picture they choose. Rogan smoking a blunt. <laughs> Fair and balanced. So he's been nipping at him for a while. This is Brian a few days ago. I wonder because we haven't done we haven't done a weekly still. Do I still have the thing here? I might. Hang on one sec. <laughs> the weekly stelter. <laughs> there you go. I'll, for the old timers in the audience. The narrative is. I want to show all kinds of opinions. Which sounds great, but not all opinions are created equal. But not all opinions are created equal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Yes, we're all entitled to your opinion. But if you don't have the budget of CNN, then you shouldn't be allowed to have yours. (laughs) The beautiful thing is that Brian thinks this is an own. Brian thinks that he's fired a kill shot. But it's just, you know, it's dripping pure elitism in its most distilled, purified form. It's served in a tiny little bottle that, you know, ancient Nordic gods wear around their neck and it glows in the dark. That's how fucking pure this liquid is, this hate. <laughs> and it's beautiful. And it tastes it tastes like the most amazing thing you've ever tasted. Just one drop will do you. You think about major newsrooms like CNN that have yep. health departments and deaths and operations. We have desks. <laughs> would love Brian to be giving the tours at CNN. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you look to the right, you can see a whole bunch of desks, and that proves that we're a real news organisation. <laughs> We've got desks. Uh, we got an air hockey table. <laughs> what else have you got in there, Brian? Desks. Look, we've got... Look, not all opinions are created equal. Our opinions are obviously superior because we have people who work at desks. 
weird flex, bro. But I'll I'll allow it. But you'll. But I'm giving you a very short leash, Brian. Okay. To prosecute this angle. Let's see where it's going. Created equal. But not all opinions are created, created equal. equal. You think about major newsrooms like CNN that have health yep. departments yep. and deaths and yep. operations that work hard on verifying information on COVID-19. Uh-huh. And then you have talk show stars like Joe Rogan yep. who just wing it. Who ma- <laughs> so, Brian, are you saying that the news is heavily scripted? No. Brian? Brian, are you saying that people are writing what you need to say down before you go out there? Is that what you're telling us, Brian? Because it's different. Because it's real news, right? Because they're handing you the pieces of paper and you're reading what you're told to read. That's what real news is, isn't it, Brian? Isn't it, Brian? <laughs> Again, what a cell phone. I mean, we're not. it's not like we're just winging it out here, really. So, okay, who told you to say that then? Who told you? Oh, no, that was me. So you are winging it. They're not very good. Make it up as they go along. And because figures Make like it up as they go are trusted along. by people that don't trust real newsrooms, right. we have a tension, a problem that's much bigger than Spotify, much bigger than any single platform. Can- attention, a problem. It's a problem. Joe Rogan is a problem now. I've had more than a couple of Democrats, right, reach out to me and say, this is fucking ridiculous. And it, it is. It's a short-sighted mood. This is the corporate, again, we, we, we're talking about the corporate left before, corporate liberals. You know, CNN and MSNBC are geared towards their audience of kind of like, you know, corporate lefties, you know, upper middle management, government department employees, and those types of people, right? That's their audience. So... For them to attack Rogan and be like, because it's like right-wing conspiracy theory and that kind of shit, dangerous right-wing propaganda, right? That is such a dumb angle because I know lefties, right? And, you know, inner city fucking hipster types that I, you know, used to play music with years ago or who were, you know, also playing music when we were playing music, we used to hang out with a whole bunch of different people when you're playing in like little bands and stuff, you know, there's always people around and, you know, like organic garden fucking hippie types listen to Joe Rogan and organic garden inner city kind of hipster lefty types really are not comfortable with the idea of the government coercing people to take medicine that makes pharmaceutical companies rich. They're not, they don't, they don't like that idea. Now, the corporate left wants you to believe the audience of the corporate left, that being, you know, the upper middle management government employee types and corporate liberals, they want you to believe that all opposition to your position is, you know, far right wing, white supremacy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you're doing yourself a disservice if you believe that because it's it's clearly not true. The, the same guy you're upset about had Bernie Sanders on his show and voted for him. <laughs> but it's clearly, clearly. But that none of that matters, really, does it? None of those things are of any concern to you because you idiot peasant out there, we're real Which news. Which sounds great, but not all... Because we have desks. Opinions are created equal. <laughs> but not all opinions are created equal. Clearly the you guy... think about major... Not all opinions are created equal. Clearly the guy with the most desks is the most wise. 
We call him Brian the Wise. He's got 14 desks in his office. Can you believe it? They're stacked up to the roof, three high. <laughs> he can't get to the water fountain. It's fucking too many desks in there. <laughs> He's the smartest guy here. <laughs> they have a leader in the chat. I have a desk. <laughs> Press one in the chat if you've got a desk. Congratulations, you're one of the super intelligent, like me and Brian. I actually have two desks in here. I'm double smart. <laughs> and one of them's really big. <laughs> Look at my desk. How can I be wrong? <laughs> Gypsy of Diamonds in the chat. My kindergartner has a desk. Wow, the little genius. <laughs> Jim N-Word does not have a desk. Therefore, can uh, someone please kick Jim N-Word out of the chat because he is fake news. He's just winging it. <laughs> he doesn't even have a fucking desk. <laughs> like CNN that have health departments and deaths and desks. operations that work hard on verifying information on COVID-19. Really? And then you Working have so hard behind their desks like a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> like a big kid. Mommy, am I going to big school? Yeah, you're going to get a desk, sweetie. Oh, wow. I'm so proud of my little Brian. He got his very first desk today show stars like Joe Rogan yep. who just wing it, who make it up as they go along. And <laughs> Henry in the chat, logical fallacy number 42, appeal to desk ownership. <laughs> if you don't have a desk, we ain't talking. Listen, motherfucker, you think you're smart, but you don't even own a desk. So what good are you? <laughs> Because figures like Rogan are trusted by people yeah. that don't trust real newsrooms. That's right. We have a tension, a problem that's much bigger problem. than Spotify, much bigger than any single platform, Kate. Correct. But that's what the, is the heart of this right yeah. now. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, but you're right. It is getting at something bigger that isn't going to be solved in one Joe Rogan video. Yeah. Or it's funny that he says, um, you know, it's strange. This strange thing: the people that don't trust the news trust someone like Joe Rogan. But that's that's <laughs> that's obviously an inferior position to take because Joe Rogan doesn't have as many desks as we do. Right? So don't listen to Joe. It's not real news. He's just kind of blabbering on. It's, and so their unpopularity in the mind of Brian Stelter is fueled by Joe Rogan's existence. And this is always the issue when you come up against this, again, this kind of corporate lefty mentality and corporate lefty people who repeat corporate lefty talking points as though they were their own. This is the, the, the pit that they always kind of tumble into. It's what is it? What's the, I heard someone say something a while ago and I can't attribute it, but it's something like it's 50% presumption and 50% uh, assumption. And I thought that's a very great way of kind of rounding it out, putting a little bow on it. Just the mentality. Like it's never anything we do. What we do is unfallible. What we do cannot be questioned. It cannot be challenged. I mean, look at all the fucking desks I have behind me. <laughs> How could I be wrong, right? No, no, no. The The, the reason that uh, people don't trust us is because of Joe Rogan. Like, that's just the way they think. It's never anything we do. It's never anything I've done. I'm never responsible. 
I don't know. I don't know about you, but I think I'm always like, I'm always kind of like, did I do this wrong? Have I done this wrong? Should I have, you know, I'm always questioning stuff. Shouldn't, aren't you? Don't, isn't that what normal people do? Or do some of us kind of walk around with this infallibility, this unearned infallibility where we're just like, no, it's, it's always everyone else's fault. Everyone else is always wrong and I'm the only one that's always right, you know? I don't know anyone like that, genuinely. I know people that are argumentative and hard to break down. I'm one of them. <laughs> Very annoying to my friends. But I will yield a point, you know. I'll go, you know what, you're right. You got me. So, but in their mind, no, no, it's Joe Rogan's. It's nothing we've done. It's all Joe Rogan's fault. Someone made this little supercut, and I'll put the link in the chat uh, after we play it. Someone made this supercut, and I thought this is a nice little example. Like, why do you think people don't trust CNN and the likes of CNN and MSNBC as much as they used to? Press one in the chat if you think it's because of Joe Rogan. <laughs> Press two in the chat if you think it's because of something they did. Where do you lie on this? Do you think Joe Rogan's to blame for people not trusting the media? I would add that, you know, five years ago, seven years ago, they did blame Trump for the exact same thing. They said, Trump's the reason why you don't trust the media. And now they've just replaced Trump with Rogan. They always, they always find themselves a character to rally around and kind of point the pitchforks at. If you look back at the, the history of the kind of melding between social media and news reporting and clickbait and all that stuff, there's always at least one person in the churn, in the news cycle, being torn down. They're not always like the same level, right? But they always, they have to have somebody to feed on right? They, they have to have somebody there to, to kind of, so all the zombies can gather around and start picking out the sinew in between their ribs and behind the kneecap. And they, they'll pick off every last little morsel that they can. And then they kind of maraud to the next target and then start picking their flesh away off the bones. There's always at least one person in the corporate lefty corporate liberal media churn that's a target of outrage they always have one it's like the sith <laughs> there's always one master and one apprentice they always have one on the boil and one target that they're preparing for when they kill off the first one always and now it's just joe rogan's turn and after they've done after they're done with rogan because they're never going to stop this is the thing they they're like fucking dark they're like predators from the dark realm they will hunt you until you stop moving and you, you collapse in a heap and you run all you can and you've done all you can and then they'll rip your soul out through the back of your neck, like with, their sp with your spine. <laughs> peel the spine out like you were peeling a banana and then toss you aside. Right, next. What have we got next? He put up a fight. You know, he fought it for 10 years. Good luck to him, but we got him in the end. We always get our man. They never stop until they destroy you. So it's only going to ramp up because it's now Rogan is their their feeding cycle. Now Rogan is their body on the ground and they're just going to keep chewing him until there's nothing left. And they'll find another one. But it's all his fault. And it's nothing that the media has ever done. It's all because of Joe Rogan. We are not fake news. We are real news. <clears throat> Much of the dossier has been corroborated. Some rioters were planning <laughs> to murder lawmakers. 
The Chiron says, US says Capital Riders plan to, quote, capture and assassinate officials. <laughs> what does Putin have on Trump? Has Trump been compromised? That Kavanaugh aided and abetted in the commission of a gang rape. But it does look like... <laughs> we forget the Kavanaugh days, don't we? Those were fun days. Take me back, honestly. Remember the days of calling Brett Kavanaugh a gang rapist? <laughs> There's always one. There's always one person in the media at all times who is their target to rally around, to point their pitchforks at, to rile up the rest of the rubes. Like that young man to me. What? Oh, that's fucking handy, isn't it? <laughs> what is going on there? A network error? Shouldn't be getting network errors. Let's try it again, shall we? No. What? I don't think we've dropped out. It's just a strange, it's a strange occurrence, this. Oh, okay. Media could not be loaded. Well, so much for the supercut. I guess we don't play the supercut. I think you got the idea. I think you got the idea. Oh, where are we? All right, let's... Got a little bit more Rogan shit. Why not? And then we might get out of here a little early. I do have... I do have some COVID... Tell you what, do you want to do a little bit more Rogan or a, a little bit of COVID shit? Because there's some wild COVID stuff we haven't got to yet. One in the chat for a bit more Rogan, two in the chat for a little COVID. What do you want? What do you got? How are we going to sign off this week? It's close. I think the twos just have it. I think the twos just have it. It's pretty close. So I'll tell you what. I'll make everyone happy. I really wanted to get to this. Amberlina sent this through. It's a short video from the State Department, which looks hilarious. Actually, you know what? We're doing that too. Fuck it. All right. So we'll do, we'll do the short... Uh, State Department video, because we aren't feds. <laughs> then I'll do a quick uh, COVID story. And then, well, actually, no, I'll tell you what. We'll do a little bit more Rogan first, then the COVID story, then the State Department video. All right, that sounds better. We were doing Rogan anyway. Misinformation and making money off of it. Disinformation, yep. I should say. Yeah. Joe Disinformation or misinformation? Eh, whatever. <laughs> Oh, no. We're going to have to do definitions again, aren't we? Rogan has been at the center of controversy has for he? comments that he's made about the pandemic and vaccines. Controversy that was created by whom exactly? You want me to believe that Neil Young kicked this off? Oh, yeah. Like I said before, I don't even know if Neil Young knows what state he's in. I don't know. Has anyone seen him? Has he, has he come out and made a statement? Spotify has been pressured to do something about it, but do it stood behind it. its most popular podcaster. And now Rogan is under fire for some new comments. He's from under fire for new comments. Outrage. International outrage, ladies and gentlemen. An episode this week. CNN's Paula Newton joining us live Paula from Newton. Ottawa. Uh, what happened here? What did he say? What did he say, Paula? 
<sighs> like, I'm just really emotional about this right now. Um, what did he say? Look, it's so confronting and it's gut-wrenching <laughs> and chilling. But be brave. Be brave, Paula. Get through this. Be a brave, empowered woman. We know you are. Yeah, Brianna, this was quite an epic conversation. Epic, and epic. the issue is here, people tune into Joe Rogan because there are no guardrails to the discussion. That's why right. they listen to him. Having said that, many... Like, listen, again, 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 again. It doesn't matter who they are, what side they're on. It doesn't matter. They're all talking to you like you're a 12-year-old. Like you're a fucking 12-year-old. You know, the point of contention, oh, there's no guardrails on the conversation. Why? Is it is it upsetting you, is it? You fucking child, right? Well, what we'd really like is for, you know, people to, for the guardrails to be on the conversation, make sure nothing's too controversial. Fucking grow up. Or grow up or, f how's, how's this for an idea? Grow up or fuck off. How do you like that? Fuck off then. Come on, you're better than that. You're smarter than that. I expect better from you. It's relentless. It never ends. You're constantly being spoken down to like you're a fucking child. At some point, you've got to say, look, just fuck off, would you? Shut up and fuck off. <laughs> Commented that this conversation just went right beyond anything that they found was valuable. Many. It's. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this finger-wagging, elitist fucking talking down, mummying, babying people. Babying the audience. Look, the reason people like Joe Rogan is there's no guardrails on the conversation, but unfortunately this time it just went far beyond what we would think valuable. Who fucking cares what you think? It's not for you, is it? <laughs> right? Why, why, why would anyone watching CNN allow this person, whoever she is, to be the one to determine the value of a thing? That's your decision to make. How much do you value it? Doesn't matter what this fucking chick says. Who cares what she thinks? <laughs> but that's not the way we act as humans, is it? Oh, no, she said, she said it doesn't have any value. I think it's exactly outrage. Everyone should be angry about this. The spread of misinformation, it's disgusting, it's awful, it's inappropriate. There's no guardrails on the conversation. It should be taken off the air immediately. Shut up and fuck off. Just fuck off. <laughs> okay? Done. He called the discussion ignorant and some found it incredibly hurtful. Incredibly Listen. hurtful. Listen to these children. Inc I was incredibly hurt by that man's conversation. Yet they're talking to us like we're the children. Do you see what I was saying? 50% assumption, 50% presumption, constant projection. <laughs> they're the ones that are uncomfortable, yet they talk to you like you're the 12-year-old because you need to be protected from the dangerous conversations. But they're the one that's upset about it. Look, it was a really upsetting and offensive conversation, and that's why I think we need to put guardrails around you, the people who don't have a problem with it. <laughs> truly, truly sociopathic behaviour. 
it's never us. It's never anything we say. It's never anything we do. It's always you. It's always the other guy. We need to protect you from the thing that we're upset about. Society's mummy strikes again. Not for the first time, the Joe Rogan experience. They talk over the they talk over the offensive clip instead of just playing it. It's featured contentious. <laughs> it was so offensive we can't let you hear it. Canadian psychologist and author Jordan Peterson. Wow. Okay. This time for over four hours. Four. Free- this time for over four hours. God, the moaning. <laughs> I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you thought that when Joe Biden was elected president, you thought, well, look, it's not the result I wanted, but at least they'll be fucking happy now. Guess again. No, they aren't. They're not happy. They never will be happy. They're far more fucking miserable now than they've ever been. Listen to it. (laughs) I love it. The outrage. There's, There's so much outrage around right now. A guy can really go fucking wild in here. I feel like I'm running around the store at the start of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, singing a song and shoveling candy into my mouth with all of this outrage surrounding us. Ignorant and some. It's the, it's the fake dramatic stuff too. They should all be on The Young and the Restless, every single one of them. I found it incredibly hurtful. Incredibly hurtful. Not for the first time, Not the Joe Rogan time. experience featured contentious Canadian contentious, psychologist, contentious Canadian psychologist, and author Jordan Peterson. <laughs> this time for over four, four hours in a free-ranging, reductive back and forth. A reductive back and forth. Because their idiot audience, not even understanding like the difference between, say, you know, reductive reasoning, deductive reasoning. Right, not they're just throwing that word in, so their idiot audience will repeat it. Um, look, it was a reductive conversation. They won't even know what it means, but they'll say it anyway. About topics Peterson has no expertise in: yeah. climate, race, the transgender community. Really? So you think he- <laughs> he's listen to it? Listen to it now, mind you. Again, it's all projection. Because the entire CNN, the entire cable news industry is based, literally based on the success or failure of fucking talk show hosts talking about shit that they don't know about. That's the whole fucking game. It's about who does it in the most entertaining way to get the biggest audience, right? Tucker's very good at talking shit that he's not an expert on. He does it in an entertaining way. He gets a big audience. Don Lemon is not very good at talking about shit that he's not an expert on. He gets a much smaller audience, right? But it is the game. You know, how dare how dare they how dare they have a conversation that they're not on topics that they're not experts on? No, no. You should just the only media they want, the corporate left out there, is what they approve of. It's nine in the city, and I'm on my way back home. I'm on my favorite ditty, swinging like Natalie Cole. I tend to think that this is corporate left monopolization, don't you? Let's just trim some more of the competition. Let's just let's just suppress another guy. Because 
they're not happy unless they're controlling everything. <laughs> and the reason... A reductive conversation. <laughs> so, the reason that this is short-sighted by, you know, the corporate liberal, corporate Democrat types is because a huge chunk of people that they rely on are now at the point where they're like, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, this is a dumb idea. Because although the CNNs and the MSNBCs of the world like to portray that you know, Joe Rogan owns the right. Right-wingers try to say that he they own Joe Rogan as well. It's, they're both wrong. So the CNNs and the MSNBCs like to portray Joe Rogan as this kind of right-wing upstart, this right-wing disinformation fiend, but it's not true. He has a lot of, you know, liberals who listen to him. Silly. Very silly. But fuck him. <laughs> think that a lot of what's going on with people that we're not want here, to change- we're not here to help them we're not here to tell them that this is short-sighted and stupid and they're actually cutting their own nose off to spy the face you know we're not here to give them that tip we're here to mine the outrage and enjoy the outrage like a, a, a nice cigar after a fucking hearty steak dinner is their gender identity is creativity no i don't think so no, so you, I, I know think so. This I know misinformation so. on climate. Clean your room, There's no Michael. such thing as climate, right? Climate and everything are the same. If you just keep your room clean, you won't want to cut your penis off. Word. Yeah. And this one on race. So. I am white. Actually, that's a lie, too. I'm kind of tan. And he was actually not black. Tan, he was sort of brown. The he. <laughs> It's it's the same. How is this any different from the Fox News clip we watched about them creating outrage over Whoopi Goldberg? Tell me the difference. Right? Unfortunately, clearly on the Joe Rogan program, two people who don't know anything about race were saying racist things in a racist way because they're racist. Well, I just happen to be white. Well, actually, that's not true. I'm kind of tan. And the, the guy who was angry at me, he wasn't black. He was kind of brown. <laughs> oh, the unhinged racist. How dare he? How dare he? You know, we, we really need to put some guardrails on this conversation. Come on. Come on, Jordan. You're better than that. You're smarter than that, Jordan. I expect better from you, Joe. I can't believe a smart guy like you, Joe, is putting up with that kind of racism on your program. It's not right. You're better than that. He is scholar Michael Eric Dyson. Oh, this guy's a CNN's fucking... Don Lemon. Now, I love I love uh, Dyson because he is a fucking loose cannon, man. <laughs> he is. He's an old, like, artillery, a Civil War artillery unit that's got, like, one broken wheel. <laughs> so you don't know where the fucking mortar shells are going, you know? <laughs> it might just go straight up in the air and fucking land on you. You don't know. That's the... That's the exciting part about Dyson. You don't know where he's going to go. And he jumps off. Caller Michael Eric see, let's Dyson. Let's see what he's got to say. Told CNN's Don Lemon. Yep. Rogan and Peterson misinterpret the very definition oh, of race. They're playing to the ignorance of their audience. Really? But they're also, uh, you know, uh, exposing yeah. a kind of uh, lethal ignorance. Lethal ignorance. Their conversation is going to kill black people. Now, let us let us talk about appealing to the ignorance of our audience, shall we not? <laughs> Honk. 
the honking will continue until freedom improves. <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. See, see this this lethally ignorant conversation that you wouldn't have listened to because you don't care about Joe Rogan is literally going to get people fucking killed out there. Don't you understand? Do you not understand? Take your clown pill. Become part of the clown religion. The honking will continue until freedom improves. (laughs) Honk, honk. Don Lemon. Rogan and Peterson misinterpret the very definition the of very race. definition they're playing of race. to the ignorance of their audience, but yeah. they're also, uh, you know, uh, exposing mm. a kind of uh, lethal. lethal ignorance uh, about the very nature of race itself. Mm. Peterson did not respond to CNN's request for comment. <laughs> even even Jordan Peterson is big dicking CNN. <laughs> That's how good CNN is, isn't it? They're trying to turn him into the next white supremacist takedown figure yet again. <laughs> can we get him? Can we get him for comment? No, tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> Dad, put the bottle. Dad, put the pills down. CNN's on the phone. No, you tell him I'm cleaning my room. Tell him to go fuck him. Go fuck a moose. Okay. Get the fuck out of here. In a statement to CNN about the content of the podcast, Spotify, which has exclusive rights to Joe Rogan's podcast, said, we won't be commenting on this. How long will they hold out? How long will they hold out? I don't know. You know, I've taken too many black pills over the last 20 years. (laughs) Taken so many black pills and L's. You know, I'm, you can't get excited because Spotify right now, we won't be commenting on this. How long will they hold strong for? Will they hold strong? Will they hold strong till the bitter end? Or press one in the chat if you think they'll hold strong till the bitter end. Press two in the chat if, you know, eventually they'll cut him loose. And it's a matter of when, not if. I tend to be more in the two category. I tend to think it's a matter of when, not if. It's just a matter of time. They'll keep pushing and pushing and prodding and poking. And they'll just keep chipping. They'll just keep chipping away every day. Another person, another person, another person. They'll start going after sponsors and banking. They'll start threatening Spotify. Hey, if you if you let this if you keep this guy on, then we can't allow this disinformation to be funded through our banking services. That's when shit'll start to happen. Cut who loose, carry monkey. Who do you think? <laughs> Pardon me, Rogan. Spotify, cut him loose. What else do they have? Well, that's a good question too. But we've seen it before, haven't we? So many times. We've seen it so many times. Original, you know, initially they hold out, they hold out. But the other guys, the other guys have more willpower to see things through. I think. You know, they've got a lot of. Uh, not so good qualities, but they're fuck they're tenacious fuckers. They won't leave you alone until you're finished, until you're shredded, you know, in the ashes of history. They'll just keep coming, they'll keep keep chipping away. Every day there'll be another announcement, another artist is standing in protest against Spotify. And every day we'll say, 
that it doesn't make a difference who gives a fuck they're not that popular who cares and then like i said before they'll get some b plus grade actor or some b plus grade band and then that that'll be the next domino and it'll get to a point where spotify just says look pay him out pay him out that's what i tend to think i'd, I'd love to be wrong i'm not saying it's uh definitely going to happen but it's definitely possible we know it is because we've seen it happen so many times before but many on social media sure did yeah oh my god i'm not black delete spot <sighs> delete spotify hashtags did you see i tweeted out a story earlier in the week it was i think it was msnbc actually and it was an article and it said, here's how to delete Spotify and why you should do it. <laughs> it was the news. The, the, the news, ladies and gentlemen. How to delete Spotify. Spotify began <laughs> trending. Some accused Rogan of platforming hate. Uh, Monday, musician. Plat- platforming hate. Because he platforms hate, we need to de-platform him. Interesting theory. Neil Young, fed up There's with Neil. Rogan's vaccine misinformation, really? told Spotify yep. to choose between him and Rogan. <laughs> How did that go? (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, Neil, you didn't give them an ultimatum, did you? (laughs) That wasn't a good idea. (laughs) You should probably, should probably uh, not go around giving people ultimatums as a general rule. You'll, you'll end up duelling at dawn <laughs> if you go around slapping people in the face with a glove. Eventually, you'll get shot. They in a free Young's music. Lies being sold for money. Lies Young sold for money. In statement. Righteous. That issue is certainly money. Rogan's podcast is one of the most popular in the U.S. They all, they're always salty about the money you make. They always go straight to the money, don't they? I mean, look at the article. If you missed the start of the show, we were talking about our own little radio outrage cycle here with Kyle Sanderlands. The day day one of the outrage cycle, they wrote a story, Furious Kyle Storms Out After On-Air Fight With Jackie O. The next day, in the finance section of the same uh, news site, Kyle Sanderlands' staggering net worth and pay packet despite 12-minute-long meltdown on live radio. Because it's personal for them. Not only is he spreading disinformation, but he's making money doing it. It's lucrative. There's a lot of jealousy involved. He shouldn't be making money selling lies. We need to put a stop to it. They think they're saving you. We need to put guardrails on this thing that, you know, to protect the people that we hate. Please. What are we doing here, ladies? US and beyond. Although Spotify has, at times, removed content that is deemed inaccurate Inaccurate. or offensive. Offensive. Legal scholars say any move to censor controversial speech is in the hands of private companies. Private company, bro! (laughs) Oh, no! Oh, man. Hey, did we... Did we say private company, bro, for the last couple of years? Ah, dang nabbit. Now it's working against us. How does that happen? <laughs> Legal experts have said, too bad, private company bro, sucks to be you, 100 emoji. <laughs> private company bro. 
states. And those private companies have a lot more flexibility really? on their own mm -hmm. uh, to make decisions either to regulate speech and try to shrink the space of this kind of discussion shrink um, or the to provide very it's robust. Fucking, it's very, it's very, it's, it's scientific the way they think about, um, you know, suppressing that which they do not like, you know. It's a very cold, methodical way they address these issues. <laughs> Someone in Lou Ferrigno in the chat. Ain't fascism great? <laughs> well, when you put it that way. Right, but it's always very, it's, a, it's an equate, it's a math thing for them. They're not thinking about rights, right? They're not thinking about, I have a right to speak. That's rights. That's just, that's just an old piece of paper. Who gives a fuck about the Bill of Rights? It's just an old piece of paper. We can do what we want. We should just get rid of them. Fuck them. No, we need to. We need to. We need to come up with a way to shrink the space available to these kinds of people. These, this kind of content creator, this kind of discussion that has no guardrails on it. We need to come up with strategies to limit their reach because it's problematic and dangerous. It's it's lethal ignorance. They really throw around the fucking, you know, the interchangeable uh, rhetoric, don't they? Lethal ignorance, dangerous disinformation, threat to everybody, danger, 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 Will Robinson. They are boomer robots. Um, protections uh, for speech that don't provide very many restrictions on what people can actually say on their platforms. Right. Yeah, you can say that again, no restrictions. Now, it might surprise some. There is not really a legal or legislative remedy here. <laughs> it might surprise some. Unfortunately, we cannot throw Joe Rogan in prison. <laughs> it might surprise you to know that. It may surprise you to know that, unfortunately, we cannot arrest people for talking on a podcast about things that we don't like. We can't do it. Damn, we need to change that rule, don't we? If only we can lock them up. This might be a surprise. I want to meet the people who are surprised by that. <laughs> I want to meet the people who, when watching that, turned to their husband or wife or partner and said, really? You mean we can't kick his door down and drag him out by the ankles and throw him in a car? We can't do that? Since when? I remember the good old days when we could just throw whoever we wanted in prison with no explanation whatsoever. What happened? I guess the fascists took that took that power away from us, didn't they? With their pesky rights. Fucking, they hate our freedom. <laughs> um, many say it's up to people like Neil Young to quote unquote delete Spotify, right? Really? We have not seen that take hold, Brianna, not no, at all. Not yet, but they are just trickling in day after day. Chip away, chip away. One more. One more little D-grade fucking band. One more C-grade band. A couple of upper Cs, and then we're getting into the low Bs. That's when we get like a Pearl Jam. <laughs> Pearl Jam announces they're, they're off Spotify. Next thing you know. Then, then you'll get all the ones who have been doing the same fucking COVID relief concerts on Zoom for the last two years. Your Foo Fighters will be there, right? You see where this is going? They're working their way up the fucking food chain. They'll just chip away, chip away, chip away. And, you know, I had a chuckle that, uh, you know, some people were... <laughs> Asking uh, who is Neil Young? Who is Neil uh, there Young? There weren't 
people, many people at least, asking who is Joe Rogan. He's incredibly influential, and many people do listen to his podcast. Posca. And this brings us to, you know, another fun little point that we've covered on the show before. It's not really about disinformation, is it? Because I have people say to me, oh, we've got to remove the disinformation. I'm like, well, it's not, you're not really trying to remove disinformation, though. And they're like, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, if you accuse somebody of spreading disinformation, right, for example, um, define spread. Huh? Well, if I've only got 10 followers on Twitter, say, right, and I tweet out something that's disinformation, I how can I be accused of spreading disinformation? Nobody saw it, right? So it's not, they don't care about the disinformation. They care about the influence. That's why they keep, you know, that's why they keep revealing themselves in these moments without consciously trying to. They don't, they don't notice that they're revealing themselves. He's got a huge influence. He's got so many followers and a huge influence. That's what they're concerned about. Because if nobody was listening to him, they wouldn't care. You can tweet this in, people like us, we can tweet disinformation all day and never get banned. Because nobody's reading it in the first place. Nobody cares what we think online. So it's not they're not hunting disinformation at all. They're hunting people with influence who aren't towing the line. And if you have influence, if, if you've got a big kind of digital footprint and you're not towing the line, guess what? They make you become dangerous. You become lethally ignorant. You become somebody that needs to be removed to protect the rest of us. And that's where we kind of fall into this space of the corporate left is now monopolizing, monopolizing YouTube. They, they, I remember on this show talking about YouTube is going to try and become the next Netflix. Fucking five years ago, we were talking about it on these streams. And now, you know, now the ad pops up on YouTube every time you log in, doesn't it? Hey, YouTube TV, <laughs> sign up. We've got shows. It's monopolizing. What are, what are all the top, um, you know, they, they're in the podcast space. They want the top podcast to be fucking the Chris Cuomo podcast, the, the Joe Scarborough podcast, the Brian Stelter podcast, the Don Lemon podcast. They want these ones to be the ones that you're listening to. Because it's about ownership. If they own everybody in the space, they don't have to worry about what anyone's saying. Because nobody has any influence to change the, you know, change the narrative. So we're good. We're golden. All of the people with 10 followers, they can tweet whatever the fuck they want. Doesn't make any difference. No one's seeing it. We own the space. We own the whole highway. Nothing but wall-to-wall fucking CNN and MSNBC clips and the Joe, you know, no Joe Rogan podcast. Instead, you've got the Brian Stelter show. They'll they'll start force they'll start force downloading it to your iPhone. Apple will sign some fucking deal with CNN Podcast Studio. Next thing you know, you'll just be getting auto update CNN podcast delivered directly to your inbox. An alarm will go off on your phone. Beep beep. The new Brian Stelter episodes arrived. Here it is. Press play. <laughs> An app installed into everyone's phone. <laughs> upwards of 10 million a day in the United States alone. Uh, and, and these controversies are likely to continue. Yeah. I will say there are people out there who know who Neil Young is and they don't know who Joe Rogan is. So. <laughs> they cannot hide 
They cannot hide their little bitter and twisted fucking annoyance, can they? Well, let me tell you something. There are people out there who know who Neil Young is who've never heard of Joe Rogan. Oh, good for them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, very good. Oh, they're fucking genius. She was so proud of herself, wasn't she, when she came up with that? You know what that was? That was the equivalent of, I know you are, but what am I? (laughs) The United States alone. uh, And these controversies are likely to continue. I will say there are people out there who know who Neil Young is and they don't know who Joe Rogan is. Let me tell you something, sweetheart. I know who Neil Young is. I ain't never heard of Joe Rogan. That's for dang sure. So, uh, important to note. Paula, thank important. you so much for so that. Important. I'm gonna yeah, like as it. for the role of the platforms, here's what Spotify's CEO uh, told Axios last year about why he doesn't feel like uh, they have a responsibility for okay. what is said by podcasters. Yeah. Pretty, pretty straightforward stuff, I would have thought. I have a lot of really well-paid rappers on Spotify, too, that make tens of millions of dollars, if not more, each year from Spotify, and we don't dictate what they're putting in their songs either. Credit where it's due. Credit where it's due. <laughs> what now? Your move, bigot. <laughs> nice one. So what's the difference between, say, you know, rap lyrics and a, and a podcaster oh, uh, pushing is election this, Is this old Jewish man going to explain to me the difference between rap and the Joe Rogan podcast? <laughs> this ought to be fucking good. <laughs> well, you know, it's just an expression of their culture. <laughs> the difference is we're talking about a, a, an oppressed people who have been systematically destroyed by white men in this country and what they do is an expression of their long-held cultural traditions that have been passed down through the generations and we need to protect that it's different because joe rogan is a piece of shit he lies he's homophobic he says horrible things to everybody (laughs) he has disinformation do you buy that uh, that excuse there from the CEO? Do you, do you buy that excuse? I'm sorry, that's not an excuse. He does have rappers on Spotify that make tens of millions of dollars, and they don't dictate what they're putting in their songs. The response from, you know, fair and balanced Jim Acosta, do you buy that excuse? <laughs> See, again, it doesn't even matter what you say to these people. They have been programmed to never allow their mind to be changed. They propagandize themselves. Their own mind is propagandizing against them. They can't help it. It's a reaction. It's like a rash. You put the wrong thing on your skin and the the action pops out. Are you buying that excuse? They can't even admit to themselves in that moment that... It's true. No, it's exactly. You you listening to this bullshit here? Listen to this shit. He, this guy is trying to tell us that they have black rappers on who put whatever they want in their lyrics and make tens of millions of dollars. Are you listening to this shit? <laughs> you listen, you buying this bullshit out here? 
the fucking audacity of it. Are you buying that excuse? What excuse? No, no. The reason that nobody trusts CNN is because of Joe Rogan. That's why. It's Joe Rogan's fault. Okay. Say, you know, rap lyrics and a, and a podcaster uh, pushing election Tell us why. Do you buy that? Uh, that excuse there? From the Listen, I thought, didn't we just get told that it's wrong to have an opinion on something you know nothing about? Tell me, what are the qualifications of the bald white man on the right, uh, The you know, the 60-year-old bald white guy, what are his qualifications when it comes to determining how offensive gangster rap is? Tell me. What, how is he an expert on rap lyrics? Give me the fucking rundown on that, please. I'm sorry, do you have a right to have an opinion here? You're not, neither of you are fucking black. You fucking dickheads. You've just, you've just been telling us that you're not allowed to have an opinion unless you're an expert. Well, guess what, Jim? You're not a fucking black guy, mate. You might want to be. (laughs) And your guest isn't a fucking rapper either, is he? Look at him. Clearly not black. So what are you talking about? None of your fucking business, Jim. Get the fuck out of here, Jim. (laughs) You are cancelled. You're cancelled now. You'll fuck off, Jim. The CEO. Um, I think there's a link there where I think that argument falls flat or deflates, Jim. Hey, okay. Is that any kind? Con- so the the guy that we're asking about the difference, do you buy the excuse of the black rappers making money? Is a professor of marketing. Oh, oh okay. So he's a demon, then, is what you're telling me. He's a demon who manipulates people for money. Why, why exactly is this guy the expert on what we're talking about here? He's not black. He's not a rapper. He is a, a professor of manipulating people into doing things they wouldn't otherwise do. Hey, good choice. An expert on the show. Content a rapper is putting out, or even uh, strongly held extremist political views. Extremist political um, views don't shouldn't be conflated no. with junk science that spread and results. Right. And our ICUs being overrun. So uh, I do think right. Americans and the courts uh, correctly afford a special protections or fidelity to medical information or the spread of junk science, as we're seeing really? with Joe Rogan. I would argue that, look, if, if you could... The spreading of junk science, as we're seeing with Joe Rogan, none of these people have ever listened to it. Not one of them. <laughs> and reverse engineer some of Steve Bannon's comments to injury... From an insurrection, that's one thing. Um, and that, obviously, the courts would have to figure that out. What I think that Spotify will come under pressure for is when 270 doctors uh, say that this is a real, that, that Joe Rogan go. is Here a menace. Go. Here we go. And we have 850,000 dead Americans. More Americans <gasps> have died from COVID than all <gasps> combat fatalities combined <gasps> in all of our conflicts. Yes. You know, even Section 230 has carve-outs for sex trafficking, oh. for IP violations. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> Section 230 them. <laughs> and I think it's just a different ball game when you start talking about uh, junk science as it relates to medical uh, medical topics. So I think So what's the argument here? What's the argument here? What was it? How many doctors was it? 250 doctors? We need to get that number right. With Joe Rogan. I okay. would argue that, look, if you can reverse engineer some of Steve Bannon's Bannon's, comments to yeah, injury yeah. from an insurrection, that's one thing. One thing. Um, and that, obviously, the courts would have to figure that out. What I think that Spotify will come under pressure for yes. is when 270 doctors uh, <laughs> say that this is a real, that, that Joe Rogan is a menace. 
Okay, now I'm gonna I'm going to need you, my little pretties, to take notes on this one. Okay, so 270 doctors. Because we're good what we're gonna do right now is jot down this guy's interview. We're gonna see interview, pardon me. We're gonna jot down his argument and we're gonna see if we can make logical sense of it. Alright? So his argument is essentially that because 270 doctors, very specific number, very specific number. Because 270 doctors specifically have united in voice to declare Joe Rogan to be a quote-unquote menace and, right, non sequitur, (laughs) enter non sequitur, and there's 850,000 dead Americans, that means that this is different. That means that we need to consider Joe Rogan's free speech now. Because, because... 270 doctors called him a menace and 850,000 people are dead. Great argument, bro. Okay. That's that's how you blame Joe Rogan for the dead, you know, the dead COVID patients without blaming Joe Rogan for the dead COVID right? Because Jim Acosta's audience is so fucking stupid that they'll hear that and then in their peanut brains, they'll start associating Joe Rogan to COVID deaths. That's how they think. Which is to say, not much. <laughs> but that's that's what they're programmed to do. And then the rest of the day, they'll be armed for their bickering little fucking conversations on Facebook, like old women. And they'll be saying, well, Joe Rogan, uh, Joe Rogan spreads misinformation and we have 850,000 dead Americans. So what do you think of that, right winger? <laughs> right? That's what, that'll be their day then. That's their week. Spreading the little fucking talking points around. You know, Joe Rogan's audience, we need guardrails around it. We really do. We can't have this kind of misinformation out there. I mean, 270 doctors have said he's a menace. Did you hear that? (laughs) What do you think of that? Surely that's enough to kick him off the internet, isn't it? 270 doctors? Wow. We don't even need to know their names. That's how how good it is. They don't even give you the respect of telling you who they are. It's just because idiots hear a number like 270 and they think, oh, that's a lot of doctors. (laughs) In other news, 270 doctors have today declared Joe Rogan to be a menace to society. Wow, 270. That's nearly 300. That would be like all the doctors in the world. Um, excuse me, Sharon, did you hear the news? Every doctor on planet Earth has signed a petition to kick Joe Rogan off the internet because he's a dangerous, lethally ignorant fucking hate preacher. (laughs) 270, all of them. Wow. Comments to injury from an insurrection, that's one thing. Insurrection. Um, And that, obviously, the courts would have to figure that out. What I think that Spotify will come under pressure for... Yeah is when 270 doctors 270 <laughs> uh, say that this is a real that that Joe Roganism that, 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 that he's a bad guy okay <laughs> I think the problem for Spotify is going to be when 270 doctors all come out and say Joe Rogan is a he's a menace <laughs> And why why are we getting why are we getting bossed around by these people? <laughs> why? Why do we allow that? Shut up. Shut up and fuck off. Oh wonderful.
All right. A couple more items and then we'll get the hell out of here. Oh, incidentally, one more thing on Joe I've got for you, which I thought was fun. John Stewart sides with Joe Rogan as more artists leave Spotify. This overreaction is a mistake. John Stewart yet again proving that he's not a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> clearly. John Stewart has sided with Joe Rogan after several artists left Spotify in protest. Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, Roxanne Gay, and Mary Trump. <laughs> what a fucking collection. <laughs> They're like the Ninja Turtles. They've all pulled their songs and podcasts from the service, as have Young's former bandmates, David Crosby, Stephen Still, uh, Stills, and Graham Nash. All right, there you go. Crosby, Stills, and Nash. You're out of there. <laughs> Dr. Rube, if we don't stop Joe Broland, our democracy is doomed. Okay. All righty. Okay, we'll do the State Department video first. I haven't watched it, so it might not be good. It might be bad. I don't know. Amberlina tweeted this out. Tip of the hat to Amberlina. Still, they're still here. U.S. State Department posts video to social media warning Americans of Russian trolls spreading disinformation. Do you get the sense that we're going to be hearing about the Happy Russian trolls? Hey! Like every time there's an election coming around and they're behind. James Campisi tipped five dollars. Thank you, sir. Thanks for the show, Boo Guy. Thank you, Mr. Campisi! Mr. Campisi! Thank you, sir. Very generous of you. Do you ever get the feeling, like every election from now on, because it worked, you might think that the accusing, um, you know, blaming the 2016 election on Russian trolls didn't work. Of course it worked. Because they've just baked it into history now. It worked because they won the next election. They didn't win the next election uh, election just because of the Russia thing, but it helped. It was all the process. Uh, you know, I remember talking on this show, you know, Tav show, when we were doing it, about the whole, you know, the hearings for the Russian troll, Russian disinformation during the election. It, was, it wasn't about finding the truth of some matter. It wasn't figuring out if democracy is in danger. It wasn't about that. It was about a three-year election campaign where they're just filling the space. You know, they, they mentioned Steve Bannon before on CNN. Bannon, Bannon said that before. It's about, it's a Breitbartism where it, it, they'll just, it's not even about uh, being accurate. It's about filling up the news space so your opponent has no oxygen. Just fill it with shit constant it doesn't matter if it's good stuff or bad stuff just constant fucking mountains of shit you fill up the news space so the opposition can't even get a you know they stick their hand up and nobody can see them in the crowd right so you have constant rolling coverage of you know election hearings and russian troll disinformation senate hearings and that fills up the news space People write articles about it. Everyone's on the take. It's corruption. This today, this guy said this. It gets. It, it's even spoke. It's spoken about all day, right up until the fucking late night comedy talk shows, who then wrap it up before you're off to bed. And you'll wake up at seven in the morning, and the next day you'll flick on Mika and Joe, and there they are talking about it again. Well, so what are we going to be talking about in today's Russian troll hearings? And it was all geared to make sure you get the sound bites you cover the ground you know six foot deep 
with just this constant ream of shitty, you know, nothing news, gossipy news, just filling up everyone's timeline until there's nothing, no room for anything else. Make sure you ban a few people along the way, just in case, the ones with influence, because we can't have them in there disrupting things. And then you can run the commercials. Donald Trump was being supported. There have been 56 committees about Donald Trump's corruption with Russia this year. Can you trust a man like Donald Trump? Joe Bo- Vote Joe Biden for president. Yeah. And that's what happened. Donald Trump was impeached twice. Can you can you trust Donald Trump? They were just creating their election campaign for three years. Every single hearing, every single witness, every Mueller report was all about campaigning for 2020. And I've got bad news. It worked. <laughs> it worked. Rightly or wrongly, there, there Joe Biden is sitting in the White House. Rightly or wrongly. So on whatever level... And to whatever degree, it worked. Now, because of that, I tend to think that they're going to keep using it. They do have a habit of driving things into the ground, don't they? So they go, I mean, the race, they've been calling you racist now for a long time. They're not stopping anytime soon. It's getting worse, if anything. They're getting more miserable. So every time an election rolls around the corner and it looks like they may be losing some key seats, they're going to roll out the same kind of content. It's going to be Russian trolls yet again. So that's what I'm guessing from this. And like I said, Amberlina, thank you. Tip of the hat for this. Let's have a look. State Department video uh, warning Americans of, quote, Russian trolls spreading disinformation. Let's have a look. They're still here. In fact, they're extremely active extremely active. Between June and September of 2021, one report tallied that Russian trolls, specifically Russian trolls, had spread disinformation in the comment sections. Oh yes, of 32 Western media outlets, they've been coming for the comment sections for a long time. Henry, they're in your walls now. So isn't this a cute one? All right. So any negative comment in the comment section of these 32 outlets now, because idiots watch this again, people who think, wow, 270 doctors signed that. It must be true. People who think like that will see this. And now whenever there's a negative comment in one of these platforms, what is the person going to do? They're going to reply to that person and say, found another Russian bot. I found another Russian troll. Here he is. This guy says Joe Biden's an idiot. He must be Russian. (laughs) Because that's what they do. They're idiots. Like, look in the comments of this clip on Twitter. I guarantee you at some point, I haven't looked, but I guarantee you at some point, somebody put a, you know, an anti-Biden or an anti-Democrat comment in the the thread and someone would have replied, look at the video, here's another Russian troll. They disagree with us. They must be Russian. <laughs> Gizmo, isn't Mika Russian? No, Mika is Polish, mate. And trust me, trust me, never accuse a Polish you know, woman or man, never accuse a Pole of being Russian because they don't like them very much. <laughs> yeah. Zbigniew Brzezinski was Polish, my friend, not Russian. Carry on.
One account changed its location 69 times. Oh my God, they've got VPNs out there. <laughs> the Russian trolls are using VPNs. We need to ban them immediately. And its name 549 times to avoid detection. Hey, how come how come you can spend billions of dollars investigating Russian trolls on the internet, but you can't stop people fucking marketing calls from coming to my phone? How come you can't do that? Right? You'll spend billions of dollars hunting for Russian trolls and you're tracking them through 67 countries and 545 different fucking names. You're doing all of this work, yet I get the same fucking marketing calls every day. And I block the numbers and I fucking, you know, I don't answer it. I block the number. It's just a new number the next day. (laughs) Right? How come you can't figure that out? Oh, but you're going to save the internet from the trolls. Right. Okay. You couldn't, you couldn't run a choco vine over a shithouse, my man. And you want us to believe you're going to save the internet. I I tend to think that you're only going to make it worse. Am I out of line? (laughs) The troll's goal is to is to confuse and sow division. The troll's goal is to confuse and sow division. So they're now defining trolling. But they have another purpose, a dark purpose. Yes. Russia's larger disinformation and propaganda system points to their comments to, quote, validate the fabricated worldview that the Kremlin is working to spread. Disarming disinformation. Okay, that's very fucking informative there from the State Department. Your tax dollars at work. All right. One last one and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Don't forget to follow our friends. You know who they are. Thanks to everyone uh, for joining us tonight, contributing. Um, If you missed the starting block last night, you can check that out too. I'll put the podcast up later. Uh, I'll be back next week, by the way. But... Before we before we get out of here, one more quick video from Western Australia. It's about COVID safety. That's what we like to do here on the show. We like to promote a safe environment. And Western Australia, let me tell you, is the safest of all the states in Australia because they have been banning people from leaving or entering for the longest time. <laughs> they have very, very... Uh, I w- Some people call them strict restrictions or draconian measures. I like to call them preventative protection. That's We're denying your freedom so we can protect you, okay? It's for your safety. That's why we do these things. So this is the latest coming out of Western Australia. Take a look, see what you think. West Australian parents who are unvaccinated will be banned from seeing their own sick children in the state's hospitals. Ending on a happy note tonight. Ending on a happy note, are we? <laughs> Unvaccinated parents will be banned from seeing their sick children in hospital. Well, that ought to show them, huh? It's about keeping people safe. We can't have sick people in the hospital. <laughs> so their sick kid is dying, crying, begging for mummy and daddy. No Too bad, so sad, shut up kid, here's a blanket. (laughs) Shut up and go to sleep. (laughs) 
keeping everybody safe. And then, they, of course, then they have the audacity to do the press conferences and they expect a round of applause, you know. We are announcing today that we are keeping unvaccinated parents out of the hospitals and from their own sick children. They, they expect everyone to go, oh, bravo, well done. Thank you so much. This is, this is exactly what we wanted. <laughs> that's Because that's how detached they are. You know what, sir? Sir, if you announce that unvaccinated parents have to let their kids die alone in a hospital because they're not allowed to see them because of COVID safety, I mean, you would re- you're going to win the next election. Gutsy decision, sir. <laughs> okay. See how this pans out. West Australian parents who are unvaccinated will be banned from seeing their own sick children in the state's hospitals under the new strict laws drawn up by Premier Mark McGowan. The tough new rules will come into play from January 31. Don't worry, guys. It's just for two more weeks. (laughs) Foggy, why aren't you applauding? I specifically requested this policy. (laughs) I can feel it in my bones. Only those with exemptions from the vaccine or under compassionate grounds, including really? end-of-life visits, will be allowed to step inside oh, the hospital. That's, that's reassuring then. Okay. You're only allowed to see your kid in the hospital if they're about to die. When all you seem to do is like, what, what are we doing? We're standing around the kid who's kind of choking on their own blood and tubes coming out of him and say, look, we think he's got about half an hour left. Call the parents. Tell them if they get here with, if they get here in the next ten minutes, they should be right till at least lunchtime. That's how much we'll give them, okay? But they're gonna have to quarantine for two weeks after they visit. Gizmo in the chat. I feel safer each day. (laughs) Which includes visiting their own kids. What we have known for some time is that from January 31, the measures will be ramped up even more. We also know... Measures ramped up. It's a crackdown. Look at the Chiron. A a crackdown and a ramping up. (laughs) We can't even even decide which direction these regulations are going in. We're cracking down and ramping up. We're going to take care of these anti-vaxxers once and for all. First of all, we're going to let their children die alone in the hospital. <laughs> that ought to show them. It's a crackdown. It's for the greater good. It's for everyone's safety and protection. Ramp up the crackdown. That's what I say. The one thing the premiers and the prime minister, for that matter, have been united on yep. is the need to get vaccinated. Yep. So it becomes... Is it, wouldn't you know it? The, wouldn't you know it? Both sides of politics agree. <laughs> wow. This must be one of those bipartisan thingies I've heard so much about. Why is it the bipartisan things only work when it's something that all of the people don't want? (laughs) How does that happen? It's the ultimate test, doesn't it? If you're unvaccinated and you're going to what's deemed a high-risk area, i.e. a hospital or an aged care facility, the ability to go and see your loved one if you're unvaccinated may well be taken away from you. Look, it's a moment of truth for the unvaccinated parents out there. How much do you really have convictions? We're testing, we're testing you now. 
How much do you really believe in being unvaxxed, huh? Tell you what, what if we dangle their kids in front of them? They're sick kids. I wonder if that'll get them to reassess their position. Those unvaxxed fucking unwashed idiots out there. Huh? Leading them to water. <laughs> Look, we're not forcing you to get the vaccine, but we are keeping you away from your dying child. <laughs> oh. Yeah, everyone's got a choice. <laughs> right? Savage. Could that be the trigger to make you change your mind? And I. They're just openly telling you. They're openly telling you. Mr. Fun came with the diamond. I just put a present under your pinned tweet. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. They're openly telling you that this... <laughs> Look, we're doing this to try and get you... We're, we're, we're blackmailing people. We're blackmailing you. We're saying, do what we say or we won't let you see your, dead, your dying kid. Mr. Fun, uh, check it out and see if you want to read it before. Well, I was just about to get out of here, but I'll have a quick look. It might have to be saved. Business Insider, okay. <laughs> Researchers have identified a variant of HIV that progresses to AIDS twice as quickly as past versions. Oh, no. It's the VB variant. Okay, so we've got a new AIDS out there. All right, I'll tell you what, I'll put that in the, um, in the folder for next week. We're going to hit the end of this clip and then get out of here. It's been four hours. <laughs> time for time for little boogies to go and do other things. I'm not like Dr. Till. Dr. Till did like 10 hours of fucking streaming yesterday. What a warrior. The road warrior. Thank you for that, Kimmy. ...care facility. The ability to go and see your loved one yep. if you're unvaccinated may well be taken away from you. Yeah. And could that be the trigger to make you change your mind? And I guess... <laughs> change. Could that be the trigger to make you change your mind? We're openly dangling your, your sick kids in front of you. Do what we want or you can't see your kids again, okay? Safe and effective. Good news, everyone. Good, ev good news, everyone. We saved more lives today. <laughs> we saved more lives. Oh, we're keeping people safe. It's the force at play here. It's a tough decision, isn't it? What would a parent do? Yeah. Confronted by that, yeah. would it make you change your philosophy? Would Maybe it, it would. And would that it make you uh, storm into the facility holding firearms? <laughs> <laughs> would it make you turn into Denzel Washington in John Q? Would you take doctors hostage and demand that they cut your liver out and put it in your dying child? Sir, I'm not vaccinated. <laughs> Maybe that's what the government are banking on. Yeah, Maybe. and do you have to have, um, Susie, do you have to have a booster to make you fully vaccinated in this? <laughs> they don't even know what they're being asked to do. Remember on the show, we've been talking about it the last few episodes. This is coming to a head now. The definition of fully vaccinated. Again, we're we're ahead of the fucking curve. I was telling you, man, they, they can't say fully vaccinated because they can't define fully vaccinated because it changes. Whatever the government says that day, that's what it means. And now haven't you seen it the last couple of weeks? They've caught up and they've gone, oh, shit, we need to iron this out. 
So now they're all coming out going, look, we need to redefine <laughs> new rule. <laughs> we need to redefine what vaccinated means. Now fully vaccinated means three, three shots. And in six months, it might mean four or five. In a year, it might mean 10. Who knows? But that's what it means. Whatever they say it means. Okay. So now they, they don't even know what they're being asked to do, yet they agree with it. Again, they're programmed to dispense with any contradictory thought as soon as it arrives. Well, what makes this even more confusing, I think it's a great idea, but how many do we need again? <laughs> how many jabs do we need to get? Is it two? Is it three? I don't even know. Could that be the trigger yep, to make you change your mind? And I guess Could it be? that's the force at play here. It's a tough the decision, force. isn't it? Use what would a parent force. do? Confronted by that, would it make you change your philosophy? Maybe. Maybe it would, and maybe, maybe that's what the government are banking on. Hopefully. Yeah, and do you have yeah. to have, um, Susie, do you have to have a booster to make you fully vaccinated <laughs> in this case? I think at this point they're just wanting people to get the double dose. and they'll Right, do at this point. <laughs> and then next week it'll be different. Next week it'll be three. Boosters a bit further down the track. Really? You know, I'm all for this. I mean, this I'm is... all for this. I think locking unvaccinated parents out of the hospital. Look at the savagery. And again, 50% assumption, 50% presumption. This would be the person who would lecture you like an old woman on Facebook about not having enough empathy for the refugees. Same person. Right there. Look, we used to think the earth was flat, but now we know better in current year, don't we? I think, it's, I think this is a great idea. The rights of parents. This is about the rights of the sick kids really? and the rights of the elderly to stay as safe as possible. Oh, now that is not a take that I was expecting to hear. I take it all back. This chick has fucking balls. <laughs> she just said we're, we're, we're keeping the sick children away from their own parents to protect them. <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> so when the kid is laying there with the tubes sticking out of their nose, right, and the bald head, and the kid's crying, where's mummy, where's daddy, I want my mummy, I want my daddy, you're going to go up to them and pat them on the head. You'll have your gloves on, of course, because of COVID. You'll have a, a face shield on <laughs> and a mask, so they won't actually be able to see your face when you're looking at them. But you'll go up and pat them on the head with your dishwashing gloves on and you'll say, they're there, we're protecting you from them. <laughs> hey, the balls on this one. <laughs> we're keeping the sick children safe. Society's mummy strikes yet again. Dose, and they'll deal with boosters a bit further down the track. But you know, I'm all for this. I mean, this is not about the rights of parents. This is about the rights of the sick kids oh, and the rights of the elderly to stay wow. as safe as possible at a time where we know we're dealing with a very yes. virulent state. In current year, because of current year, that's why we need to do it at this time, current year. ...of the disease... And if you are unvaccinated without a good reason, without a, a valid exemption, yeah. then you are going to find your movements curtailed. We went through this in Victoria months ago. Where oh, she's a Victorian. <laughs> well, that makes sense, doesn't it? A representative from the most lockdown city on planet Earth is now going to explain to you why it's a good idea to lock unvaccinated parents out of their sick children's hospital rooms. Well done, everyone. Good job.
Have you got something against this? I thought you were smarter than this. I thought you were better than that. <laughs> All right, with that, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I think everyone's favourite lover of French pussy might be around. Not sure if they're a bit crook. Uh, Major Tom, Joy of Pessy over the weekend, Sunday Night Shit Show, The Minister of Fun, The Starting Block, DLive.tv slash Winning TV, <coughs> The Victor Show, you got JJ and Royce and all of our friendos, The Iceman, uh, Dr. Till, talk, check out Talking Words, our mate Chris doing podcasts. There's a lot of stuff going on out there. Uh, the Shaman was around earlier. Follow him. Say hello. Say good day. Till next time. Stay calm. Stay rational. God bless. Thank you to everyone for joining us tonight. Thank you for your tips. Very generous. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.